Hello and welcome to the Melomancy Podcast, the one show they didn't forget about Dwayne and Brando. My name is Dylan. <laughs> My name is Victim. <laughs> and I'm Rick, or Skuma, whichever. Yeah, this time uh, it's Rick. I see in the thing. You changed it each uh-huh. time. Your intros I, are getting better. Better and better. <laughs> you didn't forget about Dwayne and Brando, right? <laughs> I mean, time. until you mentioned it. <laughs> Every day we stray further, right? So I've been playing, um, I've been playing, what's it called? Stranger in Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. Which I described last episode as hopefully Bullshit. because so last episode was three weeks ago, which was like the day like the day before that game fucking came out, and I described yep. it as uh, hopefully fingers crossed the Metal Gear Rising Revengeance of uh what's it called uh of Final Fantasy, and I was fucking right. However, with some caveats, right? One, I haven't beaten the game yet. I'm on the level before the last one, right? But every cutscene is like a fever dream. Like, the main character is, like, so autistic, it's really hilarious. Like, in, in like, the, the the nicest way possible I can explain, right? It's like no, watching Goblin you. Slayer, right? Like, he's so dense and simple-minded, but, like, also smart, like, and really good at killing things. <laughs> uh, so, just like how Goblin Slayer has, like, this weird, like, autistic obsession with killing goblins, uh, Mr. Jack Garland is really obsessed with chaos and all things evil and darkness and killing it. And it's comical, just the extents that he goes. It's it's everything to his personality. It's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> He's got to kill chaos, Stone. I love it. I, I can't get enough of it. And the gameplay is actually good. Like, I know you played the demo victim, and I know you had trouble with it. But I, wh- yeah. What was the problem you had with it? Because I'm pretty far so, in the game now. The demo had this issue of, like, all the hits not registering the way you wanted them to. So it's like you go up against like a bomb, we'll say, mm-hmm. and you would hit it like eight times before it would stagger, mm. which meant that it could cast everything it needed to do. It could do all of its damage. It felt like you had to play defensive like against everything you came across to a point that it became a slog to fight regular enemies. I don't know if it they was... fixed that or if I got used to it, but I kind of love it. So the way it was explained to me is that this is the Neo formula, right? Um, but with yeah. a, with a gimmick where you can absorb enemy attacks. That's what the the circle or the B button is, right? It's called a soul shield, and it comes out in very, very few frames, and you're supposed to intercept the enemy attacks that aren't the unblockable ones. And the unblockable ones, like, the name of the attack goes above their head, and it's red. If it's that, but it's purple, it means you can absorb it with soul shield and throw it back at them. And if it's any other attack, it's just absorbable, right? And that's actually the only way to raise your maximum MP. Every time you jump into a level, uh, whether it's like a... Uh, a short like side quest level that you're supposed to play online or main quest, which you could also play online. You could play this whole game co-op if you wanted to, uh, which is fucking awesome. Um, you start with like two MP bars and you need to build it up as you progress to the dungeon, which makes the, the boss levels where it's just a refight of a boss that was at the end of a dungeon where it's the only fight in the run. So you have no MP and you start okay. with the default. Like it makes that way harder. Um, but Enemies do take a lot to stagger, uh, but the demo only had a couple weapons in it, and there are other weapons that weren't in the demo that would probably be more to your style. Because, uh, like, for example, like, I know the demo, because the demo was the first level, right? You yep. had Great Sword and probably Sword and Shield and maybe Mace and Shield? I don't uh, know. I forget. I think there was a shield combo, but you had Spear or Lance, I think. Is what the Spear called. was in the demo as well? Okay. Yeah, and then you had Great Sword, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't know, 
I think they, there was magic. They, they, that mm-hmm. was in there. Okay, that's but the I mace. Think like, yeah. I, think, I, think, I think it was about as far as they went. Yeah. So there's other weapons like the katana, the, the dual knives, the um, fist weapons, battle axe, um, and stuff like that. And I hated the greatsword at first, right? But it kind of mm-hmm. grew on me, especially as I started unlocking <laughs> more classes, right? Uh, I thought the lance would be my shit because I typically like spears in video games. That's my, that's my thing, right? Um, and the Dragoon class was fun to play when I unlocked it. But uh, I spend most of my time playing as a Breaker, which is a third tier class. So there, there are three tiers of classes, but they're all viable at all times of the game, right? There's the beginner classes, the expert, and advanced, right? And the difference between them is how specialized they are, right? Take, for example, Sword Fighter. That was in the demo. That's your Sword and Shield man, right? And Sword and Shield, like... The weapons uh, and the abilities your weapons can do when you slash with them, right, is passive, right? Like, you can max out several jobs that have sword and shield perks, and you always have access to them, right? Um, The choice of your class comes down to what are you trying to level up? And if you're not trying to level something up, if you're you're tryharding, right, equipping your strong shit, um, what is the passives on the tree for that class? And what does the magic spell do? The, The R2 or the right trigger, right? So for sword fighter, it's... You do a quick, like, a couple frames, little animation, and you automatically dodge the next hit they try to hit you with, and you slap them. That's fucking awesome. Uh, then if you go from sword fighter to something else, like, you can go from sword fighter to, like, uh, knight, right? Or sword fighter to fucking something else. Red mage. I don't know. Um, and uh, Red mage. Everybody's favorite. I love red mage. Uh, and those, like, you lose that spell that might have been, like, you're in for beating hard content, right? Uh, but you get something a little bit more specialized. I think the middle tier classes are, like, really good, and you should probably abandon the early ones, uh, just because the middle tier ones are so good. Um, like, for example, Warrior, um, you just passively regenerate health for a little bit, or whatever, oh. right? Like, Well, that's good. Super helpful buffs. Um the red mage, white mage, and black mage are middle tier classes, and they do exactly what you think they do. Um, and the third tier classes are where it gets tricky because you know your average gamer that doesn't know what they're doing, right? The ones that you know have never touched a neo game or never played Dark Souls, right? Don't know what they're doing. They're yeah, going to go gamers. in. And th- those those people are going to go in and be like, oh yeah, I finally unlocked my first third tier class. This probably outclasses everything I've got. Let's go equip Void Knight and go fight Tiamat, and then they get their shit pushed in because they don't know what they're fucking doing. Which is funny because Void Knight actually does slap Tiamat, but they don't know what they're doing, right? Yeah, it's so, one of those casual filters, basically. Sort of, yeah. So this class, like these third tier classes, are super specialized and they do like one thing like super well. Um, I like the Breaker. It's a third tier class. Its spell is like Zantetsuken, which is like Odin the summon his attack in every Final Fantasy game. Which, by the way, they got Final Fantasy like down. I, I was worried Team Ninja was gonna fuck it up because like, what do they know about Final Fantasy, right? Um, That's fair. Yeah, turns yeah. out they've been making Dissidia Opera Omnia for like a decade. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that I, I was gonna say. I, I think Dissidia is like the only one they touched. But... Yeah, so they actually know a lot about Final Fantasy. Turns out, <laughs> and they were absolutely trustworthy with the title. Uh, Team so, Ninja. It's a mm-hmm. weird company for me, honestly. And it's a little bit of, a little off topic, but like Let's hear it. they they've made some games that are great. Like, um, I mean a lot of people like to say Ninja Gaiden's great, but honestly, I feel like the game was very middling. And that's not because it was super fucking hard either. It was just very middling because mm-hmm. everything was like very gimmicky and you could literally fail a fight just by not doing 
the one specific thing you're supposed to be doing that you're just supposed to figure out on the fly, right? Mm-hmm. So just I don't know. Everything felt really like trial and error in a way that Wh- like which game was Dark this Souls doesn't do. Ninja Gaiden. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. It, Did they it, also it, make the DMC Devil May Cry? You know, Dante with the bad design. Oh yes, I think it was them too. Yeah, I heard the so gameplay I mean, they, was they, all they, right, but it just wasn't Devil May Cry. So people nah, even about that. It. Uh, people, uh, some speedrunners showed showcased some stuff with the game where um, you could literally hold the heavy attack on the hardest difficulty with mm. one of the weapons, and you could clear the entire game just by holding a button down. So it had flaws too. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but either way, point point is, is that Team Ninja's always had like these misses, and I haven't played Neo, but I've heard that it's fucking amazing. Mm. You probably would like so, it, but it's got that same, like, I'm not staggering the enemies every time I hit them, uh, and parrying and blocking are way more fucking important than dodging. Yeah, it was one of the reasons why I didn't pick up Code Vein, an entirely mm-hmm. different team that made it, but it was just, like, watching gameplay of it, it just felt like certain enemies should have been taken, like, stagger, or or there should have been a, more response to, like, your hits, and I was always like, I don't know, man, that feels really weird, mm-hmm. especially coming off the heels of Dark Souls, where everything just feels like it fucking should i guess mm-hmm. you hit it you hit it you hit a lanky you know shit nothing enemy and it staggers you fucking walk into them and they stagger you know mm-hmm. so it's just like coming off that it feels weird that there's no like i i i, I hesitate to call it hit registry but like that like i guess the the more base idea of that right right but so uh back to final fantasy origin right so I've been playing this game almost nonstop. It's the reason I haven't jumped in on Planet Side with you guys because I see you guys have been playing it lately. We'll get to that in, in a late, little later, but like, um, I, I I do want to play Planet Side with you guys while it's in and it's hot. Yeah, because I know absolutely. like we want to play with you too. I know, but like this game lives fucking rent free in my head. Like I need to see how it ends. Right, so it's a retelling yeah. of Final Fantasy. Which if you don't remember how Final Fantasy plays out, just listen to the Dwayne and Brando song. It covers it perfectly. <laughs> It really does. It does. I, I listened to it like right before I started playing. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, beat for beat. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> and that, that's what I was hoping for, too. So um, it's not quite beat for beat. And they said that in the... So this isn't a spoiler because they, they talked about it before the game came out, right? But it's supposed to be like a villain origin story for the <laughs> bad guy, right? I approve. But like, he thinks he's the good guy. And I haven't reached the plot twist yet. And I'm almost at the end of the game. So I'm expecting it to get absolutely fucking wild. And I'm sure I'll tell you all about it next episode well, i mean i'm sure it'll be bullshit as the game would imply this guy this fucking protagonist like uh, rocks were falling everyone was about to die the two female party members like were like rocks were about to fall on them what does he do he runs up to them punches them in the mouth one swing knocks them both back <laughs> that's one way to save somebody i guess it, it's fucking hilarious i'm like i every scene of this guy. guy i just i can't take it it's like it's fucking hilarious <laughs> So the classes, right? Like I was saying, the third tier classes are very highly specialized, and they're so specialized that they're na- they may not be appropriate for the level you're playing. So investing in them feels like extra, right? Like you should master the second and first tier classes that you're comfortable with just to have a backbone, right? And then you can do the gimmicky shit, like Void Knight. Void Knight, you hold down the magic button, your MP drains slowly, this impenetrable shield is in front of you. And anything that isn't a physical attack, it will absorb. And then you either press the magic button and you get get MP back or you hit the attack button and you throw a blade beam like your fucking cloud with whatever they threw at you. It's like a holy knight. Void knight is actually one of the uh, classes in... uh, What game? uh, I'm trying to remember. Tactics. 
Ah. Um, oh, they, yes, they yeah, call yeah, it yeah. Dark Knight. Um, Holy Knight is also one of them, too. It's like the shit version. Dark Knight uh, is the badass version, but it also takes, like, health, not just MP to do attacks. That's weird, because Dark Knight is also a class in uh, FFO. So, yeah, um, Hol- Holy, Knight, <laughs> Holy Knight in Tactics is, like, the little baby version of Dark Knight. Mm. Uh, it's cool and all. It's got big boy attacks, you know, lots of physical uh, damage magic attacks, but then it has the side problem of uh, being an early class, and so it's super mm-hmm. weak in comparison. It's got that big, you know dick, how the th- that little go. dick energy, I guess. Like, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. so Void Knight is basically your Holy Knight, but like renamed, obviously. Uh, and they got other shit too. Like they have um, like Paladin, Dark Knight, um, Sage. Which is fucking awesome, by the way. Sage can use white and black magic at the same time. Oh, yeah. No, they... You know, honestly, I'd like to see them pull, like, old, like, random jobs back from mm. uh, Tactics. Like, Onion Knight's great and everything, but give me my Oritator or Arithmetician. I wonder if they'll bring yeah, Onion really? Knight back for, like, the DLC. Because they have a, a Seasons Pass planned. And I'm fucking down. I want more of this game. <laughs> uh, no, that's fair. Yeah. So... Onion Knight... Well... And if they do it like based off of the old uh, tactics version, all he'll do is every job you master, he'll just be stronger, mm. and he'll have nothing but base attacks. It'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> I just swing hard. So it's funny because like you, you remember how magic worked in the demo victim, right? So imagine mm-hmm. the sage, also a mace and shield guy. All, all this, all the mages are mace and shield. That's the mace is just the magic user weapon. Whatever. Um, so the sage. Um, you press the left stick like a button, L3, right, to swap between white magic and black magic. And here's the catch, right? When you have these stacks of of spell casting, like if I cast a white magic spell, I get a white magic stack. And when you switch from white magic to black magic, you lose a stack of the one you're going to. So if I have zero black magic stacks and I switch from white magic to black magic, I lose nothing. Uh, if I quickly switch back, I lose one of my white magic stacks. And here's why that matters. Because if you have three white magic stacks and three black magic stacks, doesn't matter which one you have equipped, charge it up. doesn't cost any MP. You can use Ultima. The only class that can use Ultima. And it's fucking broken. Well, yeah, huh. Ultima's always broken. It's, That's it's, the whole point of it, right? It, it take, it's really hard to cast. Like, I, I feel justified every time I use it because it's so much setup. Because at, that's one MP bar per spell. So we're talking about six spells before I can cast Ultima. So if my MP isn't maxed out, I have to cast a spell, either absorb some stuff or fucking hit them with my mace, and then keep yeah. casting. <laughs> and it's not easy. Um, I bet. But it helps on you know some of the, the more uh, safer boss fights that, like the Behemoth, I beat the Behemoth last night most recently, and um, it kept its distance during the second half of the fight just enough where I could... Uh, light him up with Ultima, and then I switched to Breaker, and I, I Zantetsuken him to death. <laughs> there you go. It was fucking awesome. Um, so, another cool thing, and you didn't play Dissidia, right? I have. I, I, I've, I've played... I, I'm pretty certain I've played both of the original ones. Okay, good. But I don't know how much you remember, but obviously uh, they were in a place called World B, which was yeah. just Final Fantasy 1's world map, which they call World A. And World B was populated with all these weird, like, parts of other people's worlds, and that's where all the cutscenes took place, right? So, this is a stylish retelling of FF1, but they still do that, right? So, all the locations are based on other Final Fantasy games. But the world map is the FF1 world map, and 
everything is where it should be. Like, for example, when you go to the Flying Fortress, you climb a crystal tower and you get to the Flying Fortress. But it's the crystal tower from FF3, and it's the Flying for- it's the Tower of Babel from Final Fantasy IV is the Flying Fortress. Oh. And that's oh. cool as shit. Um, Mount Gold. I mean, that's is- really clever. Yeah. I like that. The, and the yeah, loading screens cool. will tell you, like little like notes from a untrusty work narrator about like what these things were and what purpose they serve. But like um, the, the earth cavern where you get the crystal is the fire cavern from final fantasy um, eight. <laughs> Mount Golg is actually final fantasy tens, Mount Gagazette. Um, I okay. just cleared the insomnia palace. I, yeah. You say it and I can fucking picture it in my head. Yeah. I had to make that run several fucking times because that fucking boss at the end of it mm-hmm. motherfucker i just took out the the behemoth king in the throne room at the insomnia palace <laughs> like it doesn't look like it belongs and uh it, it's funny because it they don't just like the, the characters notice that this shit doesn't belong where it is right they're like this looks weird what's all this high-tech shit right um and they they call this out during the game like this doesn't belong here since when did this get here Right, and it's part of the plot, which there are plot twists ahead that will make it all make sense. But I don't know if they are yet, right? Um, and like there was a, there's some like you find out it's just a remake of Dissidia, <laughs> I, I, right? Like that, that's kind of where it's going, and I love it. I mean, that would be a twist, and it would be honestly, I, I'd, I'd say that's a welcome twist. Like I'm down for Did, it. Honestly, both uh, both the other Dissidia games getting remastered or remade. Mm-hmm. Would be a, a great boon considering the most recent one wasn't really received all that well. I know it, it looks good, like the graphics are there. Like just use that engine and make it a. Uh... Oh, the, uh, I hear the game make is it good? fine. Yeah. It's just there's so much that they did wrong or they wrapped mm. around a lot of it that it's just it's a slog. Yeah, like the combat was a little bit too simple. Um, like I understand the need to innovate and not do the combat the same way as the PSP games with you select yeah. your skills and you have more skills. And even for combat's always been simple. Yeah. It's de- it was definitely a lot more simple than uh, other games around its genre. Yeah. But they, they made it more simple is the problem when they should have made it yeah. different. Um, which, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, they've been leaning like in the mainstay games more and more action oriented, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they've been biting off that Kingdom Hearts. Uh, oh yeah, that's yeah. and that's really you know, mm-hmm. obviously it's working. You know, yeah. everybody loves Kingdom Hearts, and everybody's been at least a fan of the combat more or less of like fifteen. Mm-hmm. But then they kind of really half-assed it in uh, the last Dissidia, where. You're right. It was really simple. I watched you play it, and it was. I was like, "This is so simple." I did not play it for very long, but I, I was so sad because like Dissidia is like my my teenage memories, right? Like I I spent so many countless hours playing both games with friends on ad hoc Wi-Fi, right? Like in person with each other and saving the videos. I still have old videos on my YouTube channel that are private of like the recordings from the game that you can dump out as MP4s, right? Yeah. And it's it, actually funny. I have my PSP <laughs> sitting across from me. We mm-hmm. uh, so I guess slight tangent. Uh, you, anyone watching the video will know that the, my backdrop is different. But uh, I rearranged my room over the last two days and found a whole ton of shit. I, I my DS has been missing since I was twelve years old. Damn. I am now twenty eight. I just turned twenty eight a couple days ago. I just fucking found that shit buried in a toy box that is no 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 not even at the time would have been something i would have used i have no idea 
mystery to me. Anyways, point though, my, I found my PSP and I found the memory card that I have my old Decidia saves on. Oh shit! Nice. I mean, there's no nothing, not much there because I was mostly playing it multiplayer, but still. Mm-hmm. that's still pretty awesome. And like, I always had like a strong reverence for the story of Decidia. I know it's fucking bullshit. I know it's a bunch of like fever dream nonsense to make a crossover happen. But I remember I it being it. really Whoa. good. Yeah, but I was also very young. Like, well, I say very young. It would have been like high, early high school, I guess. Like you should rewatch the cutscenes sometimes. They got fucking Keith David to play Chaos. Yes, like, they did. It was, it was really good. I yeah. I still to this day remember it, like thinking this was good. Mm-hmm. And they got like Christopher Sabat to play Garland, which he they. It's funny because they're in the demo. There was like a fake out where you fight not Garland, right? Like yeah, yeah. a vision that looks like Garland, and it's actually Neon, the fourth party member. Um, and uh, Christopher Sabat voices that illusion, which is he, he also voices Garland and Dissidia. And so I was like, ah, it's him, right? Like I was fooled. Um, but no, you know funny? that 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 could that could be a foreshadowing to the to the what we were saying earlier. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Uh, but it would, wouldn't be the first time they've done shit like that. But like the main character man, Jack Garland, is Garland, and his voice actor is not Christopher Sabat. So. <laughs> Um, I don't know how he becomes Garland. Like, it's like, okay, I play a little bit of Mr. Jack Garland, and then uh, I see a cutscene of the future where he in the Garland armor is doing the, the crystally thing that he does, the enemies, to the humans. And I'm like, oh, what pissed him off? Why am I wearing that cool armor? And then it, like, flashes back to where we are. Like, oh, I guess I'll figure out how we got there. Um, Bet you're wondering how I got here. Yeah, yeah I was just going <laughs> to say Record scratch. Like, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Bet you're wondering how I got into this bullshit situation. <laughs> yeah, that's more. It, I do appreciate that he's just so angry. I know it's comical how angry he is. So I compared right. it uh, to Metal oh. Gear Rising earlier, right? And I, I want to elaborate. Uh, Metal Gear Rising. I also re- recently per- repurchased it on sale for like five bucks for the Xbox because I want to replay it on a console. I have it for like PS3 on disc somewhere. I'm not plugging that back in. Uh, <laughs> just it's not gonna happen. I don't so, blame you. Um, if you recall, the early parts of, of Metal Gear Rising, not that memorable. Like, do you really remember the level and the conversations and the lead-up and the fight itself for the Mistral fight? Yes. You do? Mm, a little bit. Mo- closer, to, closer to the fight a little bit. Like, the fight like, was her, cool because she has dialogue. the hand things, right? Like, those are cool. But everything else, no, I don't think yeah. so. Like, Blade Wolf was cool. Most of the memorable... Blade Wolf's cool, but even that, I don't think I remember. I think, honestly, the little bits of Sundowner and then Monsoon mm-hmm. are, like, the Monsoon most memorable. Monsoon and Sundowner are definitely my favorite, mm-hmm. is from the normal people. And then, obviously, Armstrong, but that's the ending of the game. If, if right. that's not yeah, it's wild. It Armstrong's also wildly and it, different from the rest of the game. Yeah, <laughs> it, the game the game is, you know, widely well-received, right? So that that sequence is a given. That that's good, right? But. but it's like you know the lead up to like the first half of the game is kind of lackluster. I mean, there's a couple moments like the rules of nature, like beat drop when you cut the Metal Gear Ray in half in the tutorial. That was dope, right? Yeah. But there's there's so many moments in that game that are just kind of flat, right? And there there's plenty of flat. They're moments. fun to play. Yeah. They're just flat in storytelling. Exactly, and there's there's no shortage of flat moments in FFO, right? So I think it's a fair comparison to call it the Metal Gear Rising without disappointing anybody because like it's got some fucking fever dream fucking cutscenes, but like there's some cutscenes that aren't crazy and are relatively normal. Um, it's still funny, 
and to me and hilarious, but um, I'll be done with it by the time we record the next show because I'm probably going to beat it tomorrow. Oh, well, that's yeah. good. <laughs> and, and, and for the record, none of us hate Revengeance. Right. Right. We're just we're just unbiased enough to criticize something yeah. that we love. For the I just I figured I, I I wanted to get that out there just in case. Right, like don't don't, don't put the pitchforks away. Revengeance is fucking awesome. Yeah, I can't say the same for Platinum's latest game, which apparently uh, is not I awesome. I feel so fucking bad about that. What even happened? I, I didn't even like see it. So, aside from it being live service, because that that that's a nail in the coffin for a single player only developer is for them to randomly swap to not only a multiplayer game, which can be done, that that's fine, but then to swap to, like, the worst kind of multiplayer game. What was that game even called? I forget. Uh, Babylon Fall, I think. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember. The, but the first it, time I heard about it was in the news saying it sucked. Yeah. <laughs> the, the issue, the, the main issue that I think they probably even ran into it, like, I don't think, I don't even, I don't even want to blame Platinum. I think it's all Square Enix's fault. But I think that's just that's probably just bias talking there at that point. But um, I don't know. You, you take a you take a developing team that's used to making a solid kit for a single character, unless there's like DLC, right? So like I guess like Bayonetta DLC, had, I think might have added some shit. I, I, I'm not entirely familiar, but point is, is that like relatively contained things. But this time they had to make I think it's like four at least four characters, if not more, that they had to flesh out. Mm-hmm. They needed to make sure that it worked on multiplayer. They needed to make sure that it could facilitate microtransactions and battle passes and all this other bullshit that they probably. I don't think they. I, I can't. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty certain they've never done this before, not even once. So ninety percent of this was just Square Enix saying, "You guys make really good games. How about you make a really good live service game and make us more money?" <laughs> and they couldn't do it and i don't blame them honestly no one should yeah. be able to do it Fuck. absolutely cursed but yeah I, yeah it, it, it's really janky gameplay is mm-hmm. just fucking stiff stilted it's 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 really bad it, it just doesn't you if you were to play it mm-hmm. without knowing it's a platinum games game and i was like hey hey that's platinum games new game you'd be like fuck off victim no it's not the fuck are you saying it wouldn't make something that bad this is made by an indie team, right? Square Enix just published it. Yeah. It's well, like nope, Hideo Kojima makes some bullshit game like Last of Us Part 2. Like, he would never. <laughs> Honestly, it would probably be a better game if he did, realistically. He would, the bar's I mean, pretty Cole low. He probably wouldn't get killed. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. He would, well, no, he'd probably get killed, but he'd at least get killed in a way that made fucking sense and was yeah. much more... But Hideo know, Kojima would have had the character. foresight to not make the dogs required to be killed. Because... Hideo Kojima was very conscious about making you feel bad for the actions that you optionally took. And right. He wouldn't make you make you take an option and then, you know, punish you I mean, for doing that. Think about it this way, actually. This is a really good topic, I think. I, I love stealth games. Stealth games are mm-hmm. the same way we were talking about RTS games being on their way out. Stealth games are mm-hmm. so hard to fucking make nowadays. Or at least, like, strictly stealth games. But think about Metal Gear Solid or, like, Thief or, mm-hmm. like, Tenshu... Like you know the the, the I guess the the triangle of stealth games. What about Splinter Cell? Um, eh, I, 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 Splinter Cell came out later. Yeah, and then it bit. fell off afterwards. They really only had but the it, three it, games. You know, it was still a good game. Don't I won't I won't I won't sell it. It was above and beyond pretty much any stealth game, as modern stealth game at the time. Yeah, it was the candle but, that burnt at both ends. Like it was bright. 
and then it fizzled <laughs> fast. Yeah. Yeah. But, but but think about those games though. It's something that they uh, at least I think Splinter Cell had this in common. But I know at least those three other games had it in common. You didn't have to kill anybody. You yeah, can Splinter Cell. By. I think you might have to kill a few targets here or there. But yeah, you, you know, have to that's kill, Like yeah, well I think in Metal Gear Solid you still had to kill bosses. Oh, Hitman is a good and Tenchu you you did yeah. too as well. But. Yeah. But for the yeah, for most of it though, like your level. Oh yeah, dishonored. Yeah, I never even thought about that. But um, does wait, dishonored like, count? Yeah, I, I'd say more of a dishonored absolutely game. gives if you uh, props like for not killing anybody. If you don't stealth that game, you're playing it on ultra fucking oh, ultra violence. Right. If they wanted me to stealth <laughs> the game, they uh, wouldn't have given me so many cool murder people powers. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> But either way, though, it's just one of those ones where, like, you can just choose the way you tackle the game. Mm-hmm. And for the... I, I, I don't know how many people have played The Last of Us or know anything about it. That game is a stealth game. There's it's monsters, fair. well, zombies, that will literally fucking one-shot you if you do not headshot them. You can't body-shot them. You have to fucking blow their brains out. Not easy when they're barreling towards you and their head's flailing all over the place because they don't have a fucking neck bone anymore. You know, it's like that game is a stealth game, but it's incredibly linear because it's a Naughty Dog game. And I, you know, that, that element, I'm, I'm fine. Like an Uncharted game, I'm, I love it being linear. It's, it's part of the charm is the fact that it plays like a fucking action movie. But mm-hmm. that's not what The Last of Us should have been. It really shouldn't have been. And, and I think part one got away with it by its sheer amazing storytelling. But two, threw that out the window mm-hmm. and then kept all the garbage gameplay. And like, I think oh that's man, I love it. breaking into weird abandoned buildings and looting every piece of metal that I can find. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's it's literally just the stealth game formula done wrong. You know, and I, I don't think anyone's talking about it like that, but that, that's well, genuinely what it is. And one of the things that I have an issue with too is like I can't even like creators I trust will bend over backwards. Not necessarily for The Last of Us. That one was pretty uh, critically split. Yeah, it was but, really weird. Like, like, there was a lot of people that like were like the what are the the contrarian side of things. Yeah, but I was going to point out Horizon Forbidden West. Mm. It's a there are a lot of. Uh, it's a very like, pretty open world game that doesn't do anything new or exciting, right? Right, and uh, you know, Yahtzee points out a ton of the uh, you know examples in his video where they really dropped the ball. In fact, he went ahead and did a second video because he had just had so much to say. On really? That. That's fucking rare. Not. Yeah. Yeah. In his second series, but oh, uh, no, that's not rare. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's in his second series, which it's kind of, it's, he does that, but like he doesn't normally say this singular game is yeah. a problem in that second series. It's usually an industry thing or like an arcing, like, uh, well, uh, in all Ubisoft fairness, Sandbox it is an industry thing. thing, but I think that, it's a very glaring example. Right, right because, like, you know, the game doesn't let you figure anything out. Alloy will be, you know, will tell you, or say out loud to herself, like a crazy person, oh, I bet it would be good for me to, do, you know, do this for this puzzle. Like, I'm I fucking not verbatim that, but... Why bother having puzzles at that point? Right. Uncharted does that, and that's one thing that I fucking hated. I'm like, Uncharted, man. Yeah, gonna, on the other you're hand, be, though, You're already linear as fuck. Let me figure the fucking puzzle up for myself. <laughs> on the other hand, sense. Nathan Drake had personality. That's, yeah, yeah honestly, that's where that's where that game... Mm-hmm. Again, it, it plays like an action movie. You're there for the right. action movie. You're not there to, to shoot dudes. You're not there to solve a puzzle. You're not there to, to parkour. You're there to 
see the cool flashy fucking cutscenes. Right. There's a reason that it translated pretty well to a movie. I heard that the movie kind oh of my sucked. God. No, or, not the kind movie of. Was, the movie was really good. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I saw it, and I, I want to say it's really good, but it really did borrow from the games a lot without directly stealing from them. And that's, and that's fine. I could see, I could see someone looking at that and hating that, and that's fair. I, there's nothing wrong with mm. that. But like, you know, they had the, they had the Nolan North cameo, the voice actor for Nathan Drake. That was so fucking cool. The, the props How, were kind of. What was the looking, cameo? What did he do? But, Oh, so uh, if you play the games, there's a there's a plane scene that they kind of like. It's again, it's 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 supposed to be a prequel to the to the game, so mm-hmm. not nothing is actually from the games, but this is a scene that happens in the games. Um, and so they're they're falling out of the plane, and they finally manage to fucking survive, and they land out at sea on a fucking storage container, like a, like a little box container thing, and it's it's funny, it's haha. They wash up on shore. You know, a bunch of people are like sitting there lounging at the beach, and Nolan North leans up from his fucking recliner and he's like, "What the hell happened to you two? And they just <laughs> stand in front of him. It's so fucking good, man. And he says it and in the Nathan like, Drake voice, of course, which is all North. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's just it's one of those moments where like th- there was a lot of care put into it that mm-hmm. I think fans of the series are going to go in and just be charmed. That's the same That's- reason people like the Sonic movie. Like, right? They cared. Yeah. Right, well, charm and, like, that charisma can't be, like, undersold. Like, even if, like, look at how well people like Laura Croft versus old Laura Croft, personality-wise, versus new Laura Croft. And maybe they liked her because she had massive tits. I don't know. They did the math. The nerds on the internet did the math. They're the same size. Oh, they are? They are actually the same size. That's pretty funny. Honestly, it's just hard to tell because pixels, right? Yeah. Like also, the old shitty polygons. New Laura's always like drenched in sweat and blood from all the, you know, weird, uh, you know, in uh, random like jungle thugs that she murders. Right. <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> I got a pet peeve about that. People were, were bitching and moaning about boob sizes and people obviously were like, well, it's sexist. Oh, that's blah, 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 whatever. You know, you know what? Uh, fine. That's not even my argument. My argument is, is that if that were the fucking problem. Then how come there's so much goddamn murder porn in that game? I watched Laura get impaled by several different things through the throat in that game. Oh, yeah. Have if you, you know fuck up that someone's being sexually aroused, actually, it ain't me. You know, and it ain't those nerds. I think that's consistent, <laughs> victim. Because if you played the original games, there's a lot of ways you can get Laura killed. Uh, yeah, but it was it wasn't that gruesome. Like you get swallowed whole by like a dinosaur in three. I remember it being pretty gruesome though. <laughs> well, I don't know. the, I don't the problem. That- I don't know. I, I think young, with the so. newer ones versus the older ones with these is like Vic's not lying with the she gets impaled. It's like brutally impaled. Oh yeah, like, you, you watch if, her get get it through the throat, and then she struggles to to yank herself off of it mm-hmm. as you watch she, the you die yeah. screen fade. Yeah. In. It's like yeah, it's like ten watch, seconds of her. She doesn't dying. instantly die. You watch her die. It's <laughs> or, fucked up. That's yeah, a bit of an escalation. Like, okay, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> even they even like oversell like oh she didn't surface for air and and she drowned. They really oversell that too. Like it's very gruesome and. And there's you know, nothing I, wrong with that, you know, whatever. But the issue is, is that, like, if we're, if we're going to talk about shit that's fucked up and, and boobs being in the, the sexist debate, which I don't think it is. I think the, the f- fictional character, right, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then to not also talk about the fact that she's literally being brutally murdered for our entertainment. Yeah. I don't know if it's for your entertainment uh, or if it's to tell you that uh, you should do better. Yeah, maybe. It could honestly be a bit of both. It's like, the day, but... you could play a Tomb Raider game, 
see big boobs and see torture porn. Or you can play Xenoblade Chronicles 2 where there's big boobs and only emotional torture. Yeah, <laughs> lots of it. And it makes <laughs> you question who's the bad it. guy. Often. <laughs> yeah, like, truly, like, who Xenoblade is Chronicles the bad guy? 2, you get to the end and it's like, why are all the bad guys making heroic noble sacrifices Why? for each yeah. other and they're having all these like heart-to-heart bro moments and i'm like are we the baddies <laughs> wait a minute and then you then you find out the guy even helping is a bit of a prick mm-hmm. yeah well you know yeah xenoblade is a great game fucking play it holy shit and oh, we'll get every every xeno game i can speak for at least maybe not saga but fucking i don't know i've heard saga i've heard different wildly different opinions of saga but the rest of them Amazing game. Xenosaga oh, is a great game. It's a shame that they stretched into three. <laughs> that it didn't need to be. <laughs> That's what I'll say. <laughs> it should have been one game. Uh, but it was not. Uh, anyway. Um, so, Final Fantasy. Right? I have been playing this game. Right? Uh, Final Fantasy Origin. And I gotta say, it's kind of rekindled like my, my, my inner passion for Final Fantasy. I, I was always a big Final Fantasy fan. Right? Like, I never, what's it called? I never really got into Dragon Quest. I didn't really play a lot of Pokemon, right? But when I was young, I played a shitload of Final Fantasy, right? And so I've been playing Stranger in Paradise, and I'm seeing all these these scenes, and I'm just like, you know, back in the day, this was like, other than Armored Core, this was like the thing I was a fan of the longest. And so that's how I justified spending 70 bucks on a Triple Triad deck on Etsy. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate the wild change of topic there. I know. So I, I just wanted to bring up. So uh, it's it's been on my mind, and I'm like, you know, I kind of want a physical copy of Triple Triad, and uh, so I fucking bought one, and I'm All excited right. to take it to Jordan's house and play it in person because uh, I'm sure he's excited too. Uh, he doesn't know. I'm gonna surprise him. Ah, it's gonna be great. Listening. Oh, he doesn't. Listen, yeah. you can you can you can love you can hate eight. Right? It doesn't matter what your opinion on the game is. Triple Triad's a fucking amazing mini mm-hmm. game. I love Triple Triad, honestly. In 14, it, it's kind of shit, but in 8, it's mm-hmm. amazing. You yeah. know, for me, it was it, it was the same thing as Gwent is for people who love Witcher. Exactly. You know, that's a good way to put it. That's a good. Point. I loved Gwent, and I didn't even understand what the fuck I was doing. So. Yeah, but like Triple Triad <laughs> in the same, you know, it was in the same regard. It's like, oh, well, you know, the world is ending. Hold up. We're going to play a card game. Yeah. I'll get back to saving the world in a minute. But it's okay because it'll help you save the world because you can card mod all those things into rare items. Yeah, There's that too. Which is the only way I ever beat the final boss because 8 was ridiculously difficult. 8, eight is was an immensely eight... difficult game and little kid me breezed through it somehow and I, I'm i afraid to play it and get one-upped by my younger self at this point. But hey, that's... Okay. No, you should. I, I think that'd be a fun oh, game yeah. to stream, especially if you get the remastered one because they, they read it all the textures so it won't look like ass on your monitor. <laughs> Someone was telling me about that the other night. I mentioned it, and they're like, "Oh shit, the remastered one!" And they showed me like some side by sides, and it looked really fucking good. It is really fucking good. It's like holy shit! I didn't think I I, I heard people talk shit about it at first. Mm-hmm. I think I think actually now that I think about it, it was because the MIDI files were like done differently. Well, or some shit. I don't they they did know, them different but... because the in the PC the original PC release for FF8 right um had what's it called uh they were mini files and if you didn't have the original playstation to run those kind of files sounded like ass so the music was unlistenable and the remastered like fixed all that by putting the actual fucking music in it 
Um, okay, yeah. so n- nothing to worry about then. That's good to hear. One thing I do think is worth the criticism, oh. um, which I don't even know if it's really worth criticism, is there's two little easy buttons that they added. They added a fast-forward button that lets you play the game at like 10 times speed or 50 times speed or whatever, right? I can't um, do that. And I then there's it. another button that uh, will absolutely crush your soul where you just limit break all the time, and it makes it trivializes the game. Uh, and it's like, why would you ever do that? Um, yeah. Oh, I think it's for people who are really wanting to get the story in. They just want to breeze yeah. through it. So instead of adding an easy mode, they added a uh, make they, me they unkillable. They added in the, the the emulator experience. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. But yeah. No. I, well, in the eight, although I will say that the lackluster controls uh, for eight on PC really stand out too, because uh, it's an old game. And they don't have a way for you to uh, change the controls if memory serves. I just remember that being like 30 minutes and I was like, uh, I'm done. <laughs> mm-hmm. Though I will say I did download the uh, Final Fantasy Portal app, uh, which is sort of a companion for all Final Fantasy games. Like it's, I think it originally was sold as a 14 companion, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's basically like a giant news portal. Um, and I got it because I've also started playing Dissidia Opera Omnia because... And actually, side tangent, real quick, right? So, you know, I haven't played Genshin in a long time. We'll get to that in a minute, I'm sure. But, like, um, it's because it doesn't play good on my phone. Like, I have a really nice phone, but, like, the controls are garbage on the phone, right? I think it's just universal, too. It's, yeah. Like if I, feel it, bad for, I feel bad for people that's, like, their main way of playing. Mm-hmm. If I could just use a controller, it'd be fine. On my old phone, I used a controller because I installed some shady third-party app that's probably spying on me. To make my crazy, weird, made-in-Hong-Kong controller work. And um, I don't want to do that anymore. I have a new phone. It's a company phone. I don't want to fuck it up, right? So I'm like, give me official controller support or or bust. And uh, the answer was bust. All these months later, controller support, not even in sight. The iOS version has controller support. Android, it's not coming. So I I actually uninstalled it. Uh, However, uh, I do intend to install it on my computer, uh, which is linux and it's not supported so it's like that's a tos violation i haven't done it yet but my plan is i'm just gonna fucking do it because i don't plan to spend any more money but i still like the game and its story i want to play the updates and and see it myself right um if they ban me they ban me i'll roll a new account and i'll just be a lisa main that's fine yeah i'm down for that she's my favorite character anyway so (laughs) so, i mean yeah if you ever get tired you'll just start climbing with her it'll be great yeah exactly it'll be fine uh but so the plan is at some point which again final fantasy origin taking all my time and then i want to get into planet side that's you know also more priority than this but i will be installing it on my computer to play it there and if i get banned i get banned it's a tos violation i accept i don't think they really banned for it though i've looked into it i Mm -hmm. think when you mentioned it it's like there, there's been cases of people like hacking in shit and not getting banned mm-hmm. just because I don't think they really have much of an anti-cheat. Right. And so unless someone like brags about it, there's really no way to like tell. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, I'm open to it. So on my phone, I had a desire for a gotcha game. It didn't have to be a gotcha game. I just wanted a fucking game on my phone that was like not a port of a console game uh, because that I've already played like FF4 or something. Right. Um, I didn't want that. And so I was like, I want like a role playing game, and so I I got near reincarnation, and I actually really liked near reincarnation. It had a cool story. It was kind of it wasn't as batshit crazy as like the other near games, but it's still definitely a near game, uh, in all the best ways. Uh, but the problem with it is it was an auto battler, right? Where 
you have yeah. this party of three and they're auto attacking and you can't stop them and it's in real time like atb right like yeah, final fantasy yeah. seven and eight and it's like that's cool but i can't pause it i mean i can kind of pause it but it's jank and it's like i want to play games on my phone because it's something i can do when i'm watching the kids which means i need to put my phone down at a moment's notice right and so if i can't pause it or if it's not turn-based it's a deal breaker so i got i i I stuck with it i got through the story because i wanted to see how it ends um i got all the way through chapter 12 which was cool when the game came out it only had six chapters by the time i downloaded it they're up to 12 which was the end of the story and then they added two chapters since then that it's like a new like act two with all new characters did not even start it um, and I backed up my data to my Square Enix account because you can do that. And I am about to delete that app too. Um, and I am replacing it with Dissidia Opera Omnia. <laughs> there you go. I'm surprised more mobile games don't think about that. It's like, mm-hmm. can you imagine playing Genshin on your commute? No. It's like, it takes no like 20 minutes to do your dailies. And you might think like, okay, 20 minutes is nothing. But 20 minutes is nothing when you sit on your ass or your computer. 20 minutes, 20 minutes is a lot on the bus. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you won't get it done and you can't interrupt it. You'll get yeah. killed. Uh. <laughs> yeah, and or and then, then think about other games too, where like you're in the middle of a mission. Maybe it's a fucking hard mission yeah. or a long mission. But let's say I'm fighting like the weekly uh, jumbo cactar, and it's taking me forever. Uh, yep. My bus gets to its bus stop. You know what I do? I lock the screen. That's it. Yeah. It's there when I unlock it because it's a turn-based fucking RPG. <laughs> yeah. yeah uses, uh, uh, more more games need to do that. Yeah. Um, or 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 at the very least have a way of pausing. Yeah, like like Arc Knights, it would have some missions that were immensely long. Like we're talking like 30, 40 minute long missions that are like tower defense things where you need to mm-hmm. play them perfectly. But you can just hit the fucking pause button. So it's like, yeah, I'm okay with games that have pause. In fact, like I had uh, Final Fantasy Tactics on my phone, War of the Lions, so the PlayStation mm-hmm. variation, and yeah. uh, that was in that was perfect for like I was doing stuff during the day because like. Also, it had an auto button that you mm-hmm. could press. Um, it was a little convoluted because it was a straight rip, so you had to go through the long-ass PlayStation menus instead mm-hmm. of having just everything a touch away. But uh, hey, I got you. you know, you do with what you can. Also, I, that was ported like 10 years ago now. Yeah. So. Oh, and I thought about it because there is also a... So Square Enix actually has a really big mobile market. I don't know if you knew that. Because um, obviously Nier is a Square Enix property as well. Right. right. They have a bunch of mobile games and they have several Final Fantasy mobile games. So I actually had to like look up a top 10 countdown or something just to see gameplay, uh, like unbi- like just random gameplay footage because I wanted to know like which one is the turn-based RPG that I can put down. It was Opera Omnia. It's not Brave Exvius, which is Sarge's game. If he was here, you could talk all about it. Which Brave Exvius is fine. That game is absolutely fine. It's an auto-battler like near Reincarnation. So it's like that doesn't fix the problem, right? Yeah. Um, Whereas I'm opera, told some of the yeah. missions in that game are also immensely long for like no reason to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Opera Omnia is definitely my pace. Uh, there is um, Brave Exvius War of the Visions, which is a f- gotcha game that is played like tactics. So it's like, imagine tactics, but it never ends, right? It, they just keep adding shit and characters if you want them and scenarios to play. And that was tempting. But I don't really have a history with tactics. I like tactics. I think it's cool. But, like, I didn't play it when I was young, right? 
I really didn't either. Uh, I never had a PlayStation. I oh, just... fair. No, yeah. It, it would, it would, it wouldn't have been until high school that I picked it up, too, yeah. actually, come to think of it. Yeah, no, it was just one of those things. I was like, well, I can do this while pretending to do work. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I sampled it as an adult, but, like, it's like, eh, not my thing. I, I have much more history with Final Fantasy proper. Right. And so, Decid uh, yeah. Omnia is the turn based one. And it's in 3D, whereas Brave Exeus are little sprites that are kind of hard to see. And it's like, I know that's their their art style and whatever. It's fine. You know, respect to them. You know, not for me. Um, I like, I know it's kind of like chibi, but I do like the 3D sprites that they have for uh, uh, Opera Omnia. Also, I'm a huge fan of the Dissidia PSP games. And that's what everyone's default costume looks like. And they've got the whole Dissidia oh. cast plus more. Like That's they, good. they have lots of characters that were not in Dissidia that probably could have been. Uh, it's also made by Team Even Ninja, better. and it's Ooh. like everyone that was in Dissidia, like the original Duodecim and NT, definitely also in Opera Omnia, but plus more. Like if if NT was successful, which it's not, but if it was, and they were still any characters, I bet they would they would lift them right out of Opera Omnia first, because um, there's a lot of characters in Opera Omnia that make great NT characters if NT was a good game. <laughs> Well, that's the problem, isn't it? It's not. Like, especially, <laughs> well, sorry, I was saying that's the problem when you make a, like, a ton of games. Mm-hmm. You know, in some cases, one is going to be the hit, but until you reach that hit, you're just pumping out crap left and right. And, mm-hmm. like, if we want to pick on somebody, Bandai Namco is somebody we can pick on. They made a real shitty uh, Gunpla game that was kind of cool, but it was mobile, and it had mm-hmm. an energy system. And I don't care what anybody says. Any mobile game with an energy system, like a solid energy system, not the discount version that Genshin has, but that's bad. <laughs> like I yeah. like any game that wants me to pay to just to play it, not mm-hmm. not anything else, is bad in my opinion. Yeah, I I'm actually at a point now where I like. I there was a point in time where I was like, you know what, it's fine if it exists. As long as it's not monetized, although they're always monetized, so that's never never the case. Mm-hmm. But like you know, it's like okay, they're gating part progress and whatever. But I look at things even like Genshin, and it's like, what does gating progress even do for anyone anymore? Everyone's right. already at a point where like the only thing they need to do is do that one thing more, mm-hmm. and gating it day by day literally changes fuck all, except lengthening the mind-numbingly boring grind. This is the this is the content creator problem. So, one thing that I notice in the Warframe YouTuber space, right, is that there are a lot of creators that will try to make a bunch of videos and they cover fucking everything and they try to make it their YouTube career cuz yep. YouTube will reward creators for covering the same game and punish them if they diversify, right? Unless they were always diversified, right? Cuz the algorithm works in mysterious ways, right? Um, but basically you're either a variety content creator or you are dedicated to a specific game and it's damaging to your revenue and your viewership and your algorithm coverage. If you change mid account, yeah. like it's, you might as well start over. Right. Yeah. Is the point. And so there's a lot of Warframe YouTubers out there that are like, they burn out and they quit. Like the most recent one, um, that quit with his name was Jizo. I don't know if you've ever seen his videos, but, um, you know, he, he streams mostly Warframe, but a variety. And he's like, I don't plan to quit this game. I just have nothing to make content about. And and he, the way he explained the dilemma, like, it was exactly as I expected it to be, right? Because what I, and what I expected and how I understand it is, like, with Warframe, for example, which I'm sure this is happening to Genshin, 
you overextend and you spend a lot of time in the game and you kind of accomplish everything, right? And you're built to handle anything that's new. So whenever something new comes out, it's all you do and you very quickly clear it and then you're back to having nothing to do. And well, then it, yeah. it makes the new stuff feel cheap. A good example is the new artifact domain. And I mean, sure, for anyone who plays Genshin, you know that the artifact domains aren't really meant to be difficult, but you think a new one will have at least a bit of, you know, challenge to it, at least to figure out how to do it as quick as possible. Probably not to beat it, but to do it as quick as possible. I literally walked in with a team that wasn't even, like, none of the recommended shit. Mm-hmm. I just walked in, hit all my buttons. It died in 30 seconds. First fucking try, 30 seconds. Easy. Yeah. Like, no problem. And it's just like, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm a budget player. I got a little bit more power than your average player. But I feel like doing uh, an artifact domain in, in a minute, even, is still well beyond reasonable. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, they're, they're not even mm-hmm. really trying to make yeah. things difficult. And it's not even enemies that are new or unique. Like, there's a couple mm-hmm. new unique enemies that they could have popped in there, and they just didn't. But take me, for yeah. example, as an average player, right? Like, so to take Engine Impact, for example. Uh, it's all, this also applies to Warframe, but I jump in there's stuff that I haven't done a yep. variety of systems to indulge and, and get closer to finishing. And there's no end in sight, right? I haven't even been to all the islands in, um, fucking Inazuma because they keep making more. <laughs> yeah. And I, I beat the story, right? I, I, I saw how that ended and they added more story and they added more islands and I still yep. didn't finish exploring the one with the lightning storms. <laughs> Like yeah. that, that and came out of the, the chasm into. Yeah. And now the chasm's there. And I've always wondered what the chasm looked like. And it's actually really fucking cool. The map, yeah. the map looks really cool too. That's fine. Awesome. Either way. Yeah. Yeah. You know what time it is, Dylan? You've just got to be an Elden Ring player. Then you yeah, can't yeah. be disappointed because you'll be dead. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just die. And you'll be, be disappointed fine. in yourself. It's okay. I, you I, know, it, it's funny too, that choice. you mentioned Warframe <laughs> and Genshin in the same breath. Mm-hmm. Cause there was actually something that, uh, Tectone brought up. Uh, a Genshin content creator for anyone who doesn't know but um, he brought up that his wife used to work for a big company and I already know who that company is it's Warframe she used to work for Warframe mm-hmm. um, and he was mentioning about like the budgeting stuff behind Genshin and while I have a different opinion on that somewhat just because I don't think tossing money at something in guarantees quality exactly mm-hmm. within reason obviously um, but he brought up a good point for as much as I've shot on a Warframe over the years and how much I've, I've disliked uh, DE, the company uh, behind it, uh, for different various reasons, uh, personal and just biased reasons, whatever, um, that is something Warframe always did right. Content was usually developed in, a, in, in regards to, like, the popularity of the game got better as they got more money. Mm-hmm. It got, their production value got better as time went on. But it feels like Genshin's kind of going the other way. Like they had some like real banger updates, and then like Dragonspine. Remember when Dragonspine came out? That was the yeah, shit. Amazing. It was like wow, Not they sure. added this giant area that we weren't expecting. Yeah, quest that, was a bit abrupt, but it was still good. But they they didn't have to do that, and yeah, people would have yeah. been fine. Like, and they well, were like, damn, wow. <laughs> it's like the sudden uh, the Guild Wars. Guild Wars is another good example of a company managing their money and their resources well. Mm-hmm. I mean, sorry. Until they didn't. Net. Until they didn't. Well, no, I was saying right <laughs> but, now, like they're doing a great job. Oh, I guess the, that's fair. They, mm-hmm. They've kind of made a comeback. But yeah, they did well, have a moment. Uh, right. a momentary One slight disclaimer, victim. If you went back, PvP would be exactly what you remember because they didn't change it. Yeah, that's fair too. <laughs> I'm, I'm told PvP is damn near dead. 
It uh, probably is, maybe. but like Wolverine World is still alive. Wolverine World like, is alive, and he is dead. Wolverine World does get some updates. I don't know what those updates are because I don't play. Apparently, they just got a big mass overhaul, but it's like more to the matchmaking, not to the actual playing of it. <laughs> well, it, well, I'm. It is what it is, but like I'm just saying that they, you know, it, hang on, they like a net. You cannot say that they're not successful with this, mm. like. The third expansion was so great. They're like, yeah, we'll do a fourth one. They announced it right away. Yeah. They're like, yeah, we're That's doing right. another one. This was great. Yeah. Like, I liked the second expansion a lot. I have not seen or played the third one, but everyone says it's better. I believe it. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, they did sideline uh, Joko the best. Yeah, he yeah. died in the living world. Also, they're re-releasing Living World Season 1. So you right, can play it again. Back a lot of the old stuff that mm-hmm. for free that you would have had to pay gems to access to right now. Yeah, I'm really glad that they're doing that because I hate that. That's one of the things that's actually stopping me. Is like I, if I were to go back and play, I think I have to dump like thirty five dollars just to play the stuff you the story that I missed. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, I get the idea. It's supposed to be an incentive to keep me logging in periodically, but like, oh, now it just feels like a deterrent. Well, also with it's not an incentive anymore. It's a deterrent. Yeah, Mm -hmm. with re-releasing the Living World, that must imply that they got a lot of new logins. Mm -hmm. Yeah, probably. Um, so they're going to re-release all the stuff, and it keeps the like it keeps the consumer busy while they work on the next thing, so they don't have to do more Living World because Living World petered out for a reason. Yeah, it's 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 free content, realistically. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I I, want to say I I don't even I don't even hate really good. Guild Wars 2, I'm really glad that it's doing well. Mm-hmm. Like, I know whenever me and Hydra talk, it probably sounds like I'm fucking super angry, but it's mostly because he focuses on the weirdest things, but the point is. <laughs> um, it, it just... I look at it, and I, I think to myself, I'm like, but they don't really do anything for progression's sake. It's like, okay, they added fishing. It's like, okay, they added a new mount. There's new masteries. It's like, yeah, but like, that's all so optional. It all caps out I at don't level 80, the, this this invisible ceiling called level 80, right? Yeah. And it's like, right. you I want to get any stronger. I want to yeah. go and further it, beyond. <laughs> it's so weird, too, because it's like, you know, you, you throw me into Arcade, you throw me into World of Warcraft. I actually don't like the gear grind. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I just tend to like these games a bit more, is, is the only issue. Or, well, not so much World of Warcraft anymore, but in the, in, back in the day, I mean. Um, but, the, but then, like, you know, me and Dream have talked about it before. I... I hate like infinite progression systems. I hate I hate progression systems that are just straight up progression for progression's sake. Mm-hmm. So at least Guild Wars Two is doing that right. But for some mm-hmm. reason, because it's not like a, a, like a path or like a progression line, for some reason I look at it and think, "Nah, eh, I'm okay. I've experienced enough of Guild Wars Two. Well, it, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. weird to me. That feels weird. Maybe it's because I don't like the story anymore. The, yeah. the story had such a large dip in quality for such a. Did like, you ever play the second expansion? At least. Yes. I, I oh, yeah, we played it together. It, that's right. It, but it was the living world. The Afterwards. Living world that went so Yeah, down. that living... Well, I think the problem with Guild Wars, and it ran into the same problem that most MMOs do, where it's like, oh, there's this entirely new continent that we found, and all your new old gear is weak in compared... Well, not in Guild Wars. They didn't quite make your old gear weak and useless. Mm-hmm. That was definitely a WoW thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but, you know... They just did this kind of thing where they just like, and we're going to this place that we've never been before because nobody knew about it until now. Obviously, well, that doesn't happen in Guild Wars, though. Like Guild Wars 2, they were really careful about it. Like so in Alona, right? 
yeah. the way the plot goes is Joko, who is like fucking awesome and cool, like closed the country. No one could enter, right? Uh, and part the first part of the, that expansion is how the hell do we get there? We have business there. We need to figure this out. And right, you do it. Yeah, they did a good job, I think, mm-hmm. uh, with that one. But they, what I would say is like they just constantly found new ways to be like, oh, we're doing something new. And the third one, now we're going to another locked up, mysteriously locked yeah. off, and now open place. Yeah, like, Lee Island. They're beating Alona. that same drug over again. Like all three expansions have been this: like we're going somewhere new that was mm-hmm. locked off before because reasons. Yeah, at least they got the Guild Wars one guy back. Thorns did have that. I'm trying to remember how it happened. Oh, I think uh, it was something to do with Mordremoth waking up, basically. Yeah, yeah, that one had to do with uh, we're finding the undead stuff and plant stuff mixing together, right? That was Hmm. in Heart of Thorns, or no? That was no, that was was the living world. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, But yeah, that was Mordremoth. We're gonna take the fight to Mordremoth and his. Oh wait, no, I think it was actually mean because I I forget. It was Living World Season One. Like Living World Season One, like teed up that expansion oh yeah right. something like that. anyways yeah. yeah but yeah but the whole thing was we we're gonna do the attack and then mordramoth's fight by the way the silvari are mine mm-hmm. and so we're gonna murder you on your ships on the way here and crash everything and everything went to shit my favorite part of the of the really crappy like living world that came up after the second expansion which was much a, a very big hype killer for me because the maps were so good and they had everything in the right place and it just yeah. didn't deliver right there was um, yeah. one of the later um, Living World episodes where you first fight Kral Katorik. There's a Silvari that is undead, like Joko's flavor of undead, and they <laughs> didn't explain it at all. Like, and I was I I my main character is Silvari, so like it's like, wait, this is a thing that could happen. It's like, huh, I guess so. <laughs> well, it never came up too. again. Oh, <laughs> because it's a- because they actually mentioned originally that uh, Zaitan couldn't fuck with them, and it was mm-hmm. believed. At the time that they just couldn't be undead. Yeah, fine people couldn't be. But, it, but and then we Joko's undead is different than Zaitan's undead. So. Yeah, and well, we also found out that it's less that, and it's more that they're uh, dragon minions. Dragon minions to begin with. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I appreciate the I appreciate things like that. It's like uh, the costume changes for our character, like our mm. side characters. Like, yeah, of course they have costume changes. They change clothes, and nobody should be surprised by this. Mm-hmm. And I know I didn't play it, but I know Hydra will tell you all about it, but they did sort of try to redeem Living World with the Ice Brood Saga, which was like, they, they called them sagas. It was a different thing. They ended up like rolling that back because Living World was a better model, but the maps and the story that came out in the Ice Brood Saga was a lot better than the last season of Living World. Like They yeah. at least did right by that. Um, so I will give them credit there. But, and um, to be fair, they they uh, without getting too far into it because I'm sure we'll tangent way hard on this, but um, they they fired off a lot of the people that were honestly making their story shit. Not only so did they I, fire I those people, that it came back. Yeah, not only did they fire those people, they brought back Colin Johansson. Yeah, yeah, the guy from Guild Wars One that was originally the game director. Huh. It just it just I don't know. I feel like I, I hate to say too little, too late because I'm glad that it's gotten better. Mm-hmm. I mean, just because it's the not same for time, you anymore, that doesn't mean the bad. Yeah, exactly. It's just if I find it super hard to get over that hump, and then knowing that I'm not even done it, that I still have to go through parts of that. I know. Yeah. Well, like I never finished uh, hard, or I never finished any of the like stories because I was always interested in like the world v world. So I was yeah. like, I'll play through a bit, and then I was like, 
or I could just go world v world because Guild Wars did a good like Guild Wars two did a great like you don't have to play the story to play the game like if you mm-hmm. want to PvP you I mean, know you can, what? That's you great. can skip and do the story and you can do it from fucking back to front if you really yeah. want you can level eighty all your characters and get a bunch of mastery by not doing the story and just playing PvP yeah yeah I really appreciated that because it uh, made it made the game bearable for me because there was a shit ton of Guild Wars two like map wise that they could have just pulled from the game and no it wouldn't have done any made any difference there were yeah. whole maps in the opening game that were just like yeah you gotta stop in here for like one part of a quest and that oh look there are 50 heart quests here to do mm-hmm. i don't wanna it's like, help no me wrangle thanks. my chickens it's like no that's all right that's okay. I, I gotta give them credit as well that. like so after the second um living world story they started doing this thing where the maps were basically these frozen moments in time. Like, if you go to... What's the name of that area west of Divinity's Reach? I forget. But that, that map that was west... Um, oh, I know what you're talking about, but I don't recall I forget the name, the name. That The one with the, the crystal shit. Yeah, so that it. area will always be Crichton Civil War. The very short-lived Crichton Civil War. With the, oh, with the white mantle, right? And that's that, actually oh, yes. really good. That war still raging. If you need to farm white mantle goons, go there. They're still fighting like the war is today, right? And um, people will talk to your character in the present tense with all of their all of your world renowned accomplishments behind their voice. Like they're like, "Hey, you're this really important guy. They did all these cool cool things. You want to hunt chickens?" No, I'm just kidding. They don't do that. This is the point, right? Like they don't they respect your your power in time. And jokes aside, hard quests are a beautiful fucking addition. Even if something is a fetch quest, at least w- once I fetch it, that's it. Yeah, I don't gotta fucking run my ass back or anything. And weird. they they changed the hard quests in the second expansion and all the living worlds where you beat it once and yes, it's done. It's marked complete on your map. But if you liked it, uh, you can do it once a day for yeah. like an extra reward if you like it. Uh, but it, it's not gonna show up any different on your map. Like, it's it's fine. Um, so, you know, don't feel bad for not doing it, but you get that initial completion bonus and stuff. But yeah, like the, the whole frozen in time thing. So like, if you go to, um, I can't remember the names of any of these fucking maps anymore, but you you go to like some end game area and they talk to you like you're, you're an end game badass, right? And it's fine. Um, if you go to the end game for the Zaitan thing, they don't know you killed Mordramoth. They don't know anything about Mordramoth. Right. What's this Mordromoth you speak of? <laughs> we're we're getting ready to smack down Zaitan, and you're our guy for the job. So like, yeah, it, it's just not the same thing. So like, I I love that. I really appreciate that. Yeah, and I also you know will forever give them credit for trying new things in their game because mm-hmm. it's never the like the second expansion's not the same as the first expansion. It's not the same as the third expansion. You know the different seasons of Living World are done differently like mm-hmm. the first season it was snippets like small snippets of map with heavy story content second season there was some of that but they did give us brand new maps mm-hmm. yeah we got to see uh the bears fighting we got my favorite map was that far far north map where everything was frozen and you had to run around lighting torches and shit oh, oh yeah. yeah that one i do that was one of the living world maps right yeah that's where uh Haxon got his favorite shield the quaggan shield yeah the deep north yep. that was a good yeah. map that was that was the good season map. that led up to the second expansion. Yeah, all of those no, maps was... were fire. I really like the redstone or the bloodstone gulch. Yeah, the yeah 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 the one the one that was just like no, we glide everywhere here. 
Mm-hmm. And we've got these I like, air currents. I like that on. it made the that part of the map the the second expansion. It was like a hole, like right next to the raid. And so if you go to all the raid wings to unlock the map, and then you finish the second expansion, you get that first episode of, of that living world. It's like a perfect like like square. Like it was like a hole in the map, and I hated it. And I was like, I I want this hole filled. <laughs> well. And filled it was, and it was very satisfying. Uh, so yeah, no, I really enjoyed. Honestly, I did enjoy my <laughs> Guild Wars two time. Mm-hmm. I know. Hydra's gonna listen to this episode. And he's gonna be like, "You, you talked about Guild Wars without me?" Like, <laughs> yeah, that's okay. No, he could just message all you know the Discord and be like, "See, I knew you liked the game." I know. Every day I come closer to thinking about reinstalling it, but I have other shit to do. Uh, well, yeah, it'd be just too co- time-consuming for me. Like, that's a huge reason why I play like Plant Side or when we bust out a Minecraft server or whatever. Because mm. I can devote two or three hours to that a day, like, or thirty. Or even do it like half distracted, even. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Or well, like, maybe not Planet Side, but Minecraft. Well, Planet Side, I could you know watch something on my second monitor and yeah. really, or listen to something on the second monitor more realistically. Um, mm-hmm. But nonetheless, like the. These are game, you know, first person shooters are a great example. Most first person shooters are this dive in, do half an hour, three hours, six hours, whatever makes you happy. And, you know, you set it down and you go away. No, no change. Um, you know, Minecraft was kind of similar. Like, I could work on one wing of a house that is incomplete. And you know what? There will be less things done. I, I don't know. I really appreciate games that I can just put 15. 30 minutes into and walk away from because mm-hmm. I get busier as I get older, apparently. Yeah, it's absolutely true. And like the thing that, that, that I notice right, is um, I think about Guild Wars two and it's like, I could reinstall that and like try to catch up, but it's like, but I have Warframe already. And like the new Warframe update was the shit. And it's like, I haven't played in a while because much like D E Steve said at, um, at, at Tenocon, right? It's like Warframe is the wife, not the mistress, right? Like it's, you're you're meant to come back. Like that's how they designed it. They they know you're not going to give it your undivided attention forever, which makes me feel extra bad for those content creators that try to play it every day. <laughs> well, it, now, but you know, you made Planet Side your wife, not. Uh... <laughs> I know, but at the same time, though, I'm pretty uh, well progressed in um, uh, what's it called, Warframe. So it's like yeah. Warframe is easier for me to play alone with like something in the background um, that is like low commitment. Uh, whereas Planet Side Two, like I feel like I'm not good enough at that game to do that. <laughs> I'll get rocked if I'm not paying attention. Um, <laughs> and I mostly play that with with, with friends because I play at late hours. Whereas Warframe, it doesn't matter what hours I play because I usually play it alone. Um, yeah, that's fair. Also, I want to while we're on the subject of of like Guild Wars Two and the way they handled their map, like talking to player uh i, I want to like give credit also to warframe because i know neither of you will play the new update i know you won't probably not so no. it's too much effort the, the new war yep. it came and went and it progressed the story by an unknown number of years right oh sweet and the world Did we finally killed off rebecca's character no she lived <laughs> we in fact save her from the actual world but it was very she satisfying. Is the actual villain. Well, <laughs> the quest was actually super long. It was like three times the length anyone expected it to be. It had like three acts and a bunch of oh. stuff in it. And like the way it plays out, like by the end, you feel justified. And you, f- I, I felt like she was redeemed, right? Like, ah, I see. It, they, they'd sell it kind of hard. Um, 
but at the same time, it's like, I felt like I was, I went into that quest expecting to kill her. Right. And the advertisements make it look like you're gonna, right. Cause that, they were playing it up. But by the end of it, I was, I thought it was like, oh yeah, we're, we're going to save her and it's going to be great. Right. Like I felt justified. Um, it had a lot of cool twists, which I guess I could spoil since you're not going to play it. So you did. Oh, you actually don't even remember the names of these characters probably. So actually never mind. I remember Lotus. You, yeah. Well, that's why I just said Rebecca's character though, because it took me a minute to remember. Yeah. So I, I'll probably spare the details the then. Thing. But basically yeah. the war happens. The sentients come, they win pretty, pretty quickly. Right. Not only do they win, they, they basically knock us out, right? They, they banish us to the void. Uh, our character. Oh, okay. Well, we live there anyways. Sort of. Collecting keys. And um, some time goes by, an unspecified number of years, and um, this other character called the Drifter, uh, we play as the Drifter for a while, come to find out the Drifter is like an older version of our character, customized oh. to look like our character, like very carefully. Um, and But it's not our character aged up either right it's like some weird time warp bullshit right which okay. they actually do a really good job of explaining I, I i'm not complaining um but it's like this weird paradox where um the the older version of us is the version of us that wasn't saved from the ship where we got our powers right oh, okay so they did like a they did a split timeline kind of thing it's not even a split timeline we just both oh. exist in this timeline oh, even... yeah okay and it's like it's it's a paradox and they call it that they call that out and they know it's weird, and it's like it's the next place the story is going, right? Um, is to deal with like how did that happen? Uh, because basically, our other self saved ourselves, and then you can swap back and forth freely uh, between oh. them. And so I don't have to play as a child. Anymore. No, I am a full grown man, and I look <laughs> awesome. And I can, I, but once you get your powers back, you you don't get the cool drifter kit. Hopefully, they'll change that because the drifter had a really cool like move set. Oh, because like it's a, it was a stealth game. You had 250 health and a bunch of powers that helped you stealth through the level, and uh, you can't equip anything to make yourself stronger. And so you you just kind of have to wing it, right? And it was, like, the best gameplay they've ever done. Um, <laughs> and then as soon as you get your powers back, it's like the Drifter has, like, an amp, and it's just your operator again, and, which oh. you may or may not have invested points into. And they just reworked that system, which was really cool because it's, like, a five-year-old system. But they just, like, totally reworked how operator, like, experience and powers work. So... Like, there's a lot to do, and I'm kind of excited to jump into it at some point. And so every time I think about playing Guild Wars, it's like, but I could play Warframe. And the praise. So a lot of shit happened in this update, right? Like, uh, a new faction that is, like, new Orokin. They're called Narmer, right? Okay. Basically, the bad guy invented a thing that the Orokins used to use back in the day where you can basically brainwash people by making them wear these head things, right? And so he made a new faction that was made of all the other factions by making them wear the things. Oh, okay. And then the, the sentients were just like uh, an upper class version of their society, right? And so they had this like unified army with new shit in it. And like that was the Narmer faction. And um, all the towns got like painted over and they're all changed. And, they're, and we rescued them. But like uh, those places are changed forever, and they say different things now, and they acknowledge the what's happened, and they talk about the events. Like this is a thing that changed the whole universe. Like the the story has progressed by many years. Um, okay. And I mean, time skip was honestly the best way for them to do that. Mm -hmm. And the Lotus is back, and because we rescued her from the bad guy, and it was a real like mind fuck moment because there was a lot of weird shit that happened at the end. Uh, we almost blew up the sun. It was super climactic. It was way more climactic than anyone it had any right to be. 
It felt like it, was, it felt like they were going to end the game. Like it was oh. it was fucking final the way it was playing out, right? And it was like really well done. It's definitely the best story mission they've ever made. Um which is high praise cuz I like I like like the second dream and and the war within and the sacrifice. Yeah. Those are all really good. Right? They were so good that we would talk about them for like a year straight after they happened cuz they were that far apart from each other. <laughs> well, yeah, that is part of Warframe's charm. <laughs> yeah. And the the new war was it, it it topped all of them combined. And that was unexpected. Everyone thought it was going to flop or be disappointing. Uh and some people were disappointed because like after it was done it's like, "Oh, that's it. They didn't add any new like fucking systems." And it's like, "Of course not. They would have delayed it longer. Just enjoy it." Like yeah, well, systems will need... come. Well, that's one of those things too. Like, you know, that's uh actually to bring us on to planet side you know they just yeah, had let's a talk about update. planet side um it's the update should be better this next week there were a lot of unexpected hitches with it but that's i don't know it's to be they're working with spaghetti code yeah. Yeah. they're working with spaghetti code that they don't have the original version mm-hmm. of um so, so they can't uh, long time yeah, listeners so uh long time listeners of the show will know that we played this game called planet side 2 which oh, is yeah. a, a 1v1v1 uh or 3v faction versus faction, a, versus yeah, faction versus faction yeah game uh we, i won't explain further just listen to our previous episodes but what exactly did they change in this update okay so they they changed basically every gun in the game in some fashion they added like some guns got rebalanced um, some gun, well, basically every gun got new attachments. Uh, there were these, we are called directive weapons, which you unlocked by getting X number of kills with, uh, weapons in a subcategory. So like assault rifles, and you'd unlock the directive weapon with that. And before the only thing you could change on it was like the scope. Now you can add like attachments and switch and swap, you know? So now a lot of these guns that didn't really have anything special about them have special things on them in addition to and you know what they're they're revitalizing an old system because i can't think of any like modern game even like i don't know fuck it even uh battle royales they re rework their armories constantly every Mm -hmm. season sometimes in the middle of the season if they find something too broken like apex apex warzone PUBG, fortnite all of them rework their weapons to my knowledge i mean I assume Fortnite does. I don't hear much about Fortnite except for that it's, you know, encroaching Minecraft for biggest game of all time. <laughs> I, I heard recently that Fortnite, in an attempt to draw new players back, I thought this was a April Fool's joke when I heard it, but uh, they 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 uh, got rid of building. That was uh, for a week. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was an in-game reason why, and I don't know anything about it because I don't play Fortnite, but Same. I know that they had one. Um, all, I, all I know is that it, uh, it was coined the Bully Kids Week. Yeah, it was pretty funny, though, that they uh, acknowledged that, uh, you know, there are some, like, real FPS players that would just absolutely slap at the game if they didn't have building. I thought it was pretty funny. That is Um, pretty funny. (laughs) So, yeah, no, there's all kinds of, like, cool, like, cool things in Planetside because of this. Um, And, you know, prior to that, they had a big, like, a new map, first map since 2013, something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Big update there, and yeah. like mixed reviews following... on the map. I love it. I know, uh, I know one guy that hates it in our community. I, 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 I love the map, but I, I haven't played it a ton to tell you why I would uh-huh. like or hate it. But 
it's new it's fresh it brings yeah. a lot to the table that we never ever thought they were ever going to do and then yeah it did it well enough that it doesn't feel too jank yeah i mean the i definitely feel like the water needed some more work or reason to be there but and it's not yeah, awesome it, it, it feels useless <laughs> but it, it at least feels decent oh well you don't automatically die for touching water which is yeah. a huge step up for the game i think and apparently in the in the roadmap they plan on making other maps have water um, water features so that means we're, we're going to see other maps get changed which yeah. is what i'm excited for exactly so uh, like updating... hostel will probably sink into the swamp and you know, I'll probably have wa- the water rise up into some of its canyons and what they could you know, so do, on and so on. You know, the, jumping off of Warframe here, they could advance the story by like 10 years or whatever, because it, it's, you know, the war on Araxis, the planet, is a stagnant war. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes they introduce new things to try to spice it up, but over and over again, they keep coming back to the fact that the war is stagnant. You know, nobody wins. Mm-hmm. The, you know, you might like one faction might kick the others off a continent for a while, but then they'll be back and uh, over and over again. And I think that if they had something happen to further, you know, the story along a bit that like would, a shattered uh, warp gate or something. <gasps> well, they yeah. could, they could partially melt as and yeah. have that be why the water ri- rises in the rest. Oh, of the that'd world. be cool. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I gotta <laughs> say, I know it's such an, underrated thing especially with planet side 2 when it when a competitive game tries to have its have its own story but it uh, planet side 2 even from its release tried to have this, at least lore for oh, why shit lore. was happening yeah. for sure. like and... uh, how like vanu owned hassan and when the scientists moved in some of them died to like old landmines that were placed in the area to keep out like heretics and shit that was a really fucking cool little bit it was super extra and you didn't need to read it at all but it was yeah. really fun. And it was and they, really interesting for like no reason. <laughs> they do well. They do a lot of that, and like. Um, and I'm glad that I'm. I'm just glad the new team is still leaning into that a little bit. They're not going hard at it, but they're leaning uh-huh. into it. They're not well, forgetting about it. Right, and like in, uh, well, they'll drop hints about you know upcoming things in like uh, their, uh, you know, stills of like news channels. Uh, yeah. In Sanctuary, oh, on like yeah, the screens, yeah. you know, they were talking back. Uh, right before the shattered warp gate, uh, and they had that you know, war happened. reporter guy that did the the YouTube videos. Like, right, they've got oh, those. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, right before the shattered warp gate happened, uh, there was a uh, you know anomaly approaching. Uh, Esamir will arrive in X number of days or T minus you know so many hours and things like that. And there was a countdown in the sanctuary for the number of days, and it did updated every day. Yeah, and I, and remember, I thought I... it was a good like there. They do a lot, you know. The Reddit community often, you know, bags on them, but realistically speaking, these guys have made leaps and bounds in the terms of progress. And Actually, on that note too, I gotta say it because it's something I think I bring up a lot when we're more, more talking about it. But for as much as shit as the developers have gotten over the years, even SOE, uh, but more specifically, even this new team with RPG and uh, Rel at the helm. They're honestly doing wicked amounts of work for this game that otherwise it would have died. It would have died five years ago. Oh, easy. The game, the game mm-hmm. would have been dead in the water, stagnant, untouched. And for as much as some of this shit is fucking annoying, like Bastions, <laughs> you know, and just other, other things that honestly I think need to exist. They, they serve a purpose. Um, new maps that are, you know, janky and you know, all, all, all of the boomers 
it will go in and be like, oh, change this map. I'm not used to it, so it's bad. I'm not to say that it's bad or good, but you know what I mean. Just like Mm. that that sentiment, right? There, there are definitely people who go in looking to validate their belief that the new things will be bad. Exactly, and and it's just one of those moments where, like, but Rel is keeping this almost ten years old game that was janky to begin with, and it was very niche even to begin with, and he's keeping it alive. Uh Yeah, no, the game in 2012 was wildly different like server performance like anybody who's played old like first person shooters uh that are a large scale like battlefield know about the problems of hit registration you shoot a guy and then he runs around a corner and dies or you know vice versa because we remember issues. when that bullshit happens to us not yeah. when we do it to other people exactly. you see it and it's like i don't uh, that guy has a shit bucket like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's a uh, like server things because everybody bitches about server especially in modern games it's it's always been an issue you can only yeah. do so good and and and, and that's one of the, that's one of the things i hated about valorant when they're like oh we're doing all this shit to remove all this lag and this latency stuff and i'm like yeah but like why why put that much why not put that effort into making the game good i don't I give mean, a shit about that no shooter fan should give a shit about that in my opinion because well, every shooter is going to play like that now your shooter is the only one that doesn't valorant leaves a bad taste in my mouth and, you're, and, you're, and, and to be fair valorant <laughs> isn't setting the standard every no. every future shooter isn't going to go that hard they no. went that hard because they had riot money in, in their pockets mm-hmm. and that's literally it and what's the rest of the game it's fucking team fortress 2 meets csgo i yeah. think valorant was just a front to get people to install riot vanguard which I'm HIV positive is really bad for your computer. <laughs> right. Hey, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, you remember the whole reason I quit Valorant wasn't because I wasn't feeling the game, which I wasn't feeling the game, but uh, I, I still wanted to feel the game. I, I was a shooter. I like shooters. So why wouldn't I try to play it? Right. Um, but I had to uninstall it because the fucking Riot Vanguard was literally making my computer melt. It was making shit <laughs> super hard to do. And, you know, like, okay, you can be like, oh, Victor, how would you know? How would you know? Because the moment I fucking uninstalled it, everything worked perfectly again. So unless I was having some weird, like, week-long hiccup mm-hmm. that just decided to go away on its own, it was probably <laughs> fucking Riot's yep. bullshit. And I, I went the extra and, mile. And, that was, and, and I and installed Windows with it. Shit. <laughs> their, their, root, their root kit fucking... Yeah, really. Their, their, their root kit fucking anti-cheat shit. It's like, man... Anyone that's played shooters for long enough knows that they're going to come across a fucking hacker here and there. As long as you're actively trying to get rid of them and we fight them every once in a while, it's not that big a deal. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's, it's never going to be as bad as games like CSGO where everyone just spin bots because you're not going to get banned. So you might as well. <laughs> well, I mean, and yeah, even Plantside has their, you know, hacker there was, there was a there was a max literally the other night um, flying around like yeah. for two, three alerts before he got banned. Yeah, Apparently he's just, been banned 30 times. Yeah, well, it, whatever. Well, it's a free-to-play game. You know, you and, can't yeah, force him out forever. And uh, He wasn't aim hacking, so he was, like, hardly killing anybody. Yeah, he was just, we, you know, just we, a nuisance. Yeah, but, like, uh, he showed up in the middle of one of my battles, and everybody kind of stopped for a moment and pointed and laughed at him because they're like, oh, <laughs> look at this yeah. fucking loser hacking uh, in a free game. I, I kept I kept making the joke. Everyone's like, "What the fuck, flying Max?" I'm like, "No, guys, he's not hacking. He's just lagging really hard." <laughs> people, people would laugh at it or take me seriously. Yeah, yeah or, like, you know, it's you like, know, "Hey, it's bro, like, do you need a hug?" 
<laughs> like, I mean, if the, if this is something that you feel like you need to do, you know, you want to talk it out because, yeah. like, obviously, this is like, it's like it'd be like hacking in Minecraft. It's like get away from the ledge, friend. Like, uh, what's yeah. going on? Let us yeah. know. We need to find that man. We need to get him on the Mel Messi podcast. I want to talk to him. Like, yeah, really. <laughs> I, I think I think it, it literally is the same general idea as the kind of people who try to go pro in a game that has no competitive scene. So. Uh-huh. Planetside 2, obviously. <laughs> it's it's just like there is literally no reason to take the game serious in any capacity. Oh, no. a flying Max. Oh, you know, people yell and shout at him like, "How fucking dare you hack in my game?" Blah 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 blah. It's like, bro, why are you getting so angry? Yeah, literally, we, we, we ignored is, him. <laughs> the game will go on. Fuck yeah. off. Yeah. No. After you know, after we pointed him out, we laughed at him a bit, and then we ignored like both sides ignored the Max, and he made no impact on our fight. At all, yeah, exactly, and, and and that was for like three alerts straight that night. I had no issues. He didn't impact literally anything. I think TR still continued to lose. They went on to lose those alerts. So yeah. it's like, whoop de doo. And pretty to good. Be fair, if he was influencing things, I'm sure video footage would have been being pushed straight to RPG, and Ral would have been like, "Fucking Christ, let me get out of bed. I'll log on and fucking." <laughs> I'll deal fucking with this, nuke this asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like so. It's just like, yeah, no big deal, no harm, no loss, and and that's just kind of like where where I'm at with Valorant. It's like they went so hard. Everyone's like, oh my god, the things that I've I've always complained about. And it's like, yeah, but this is shit we're used to. Mm-hmm. We don't really need it. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with trying to fix it, but trying to fix it and then you know your game goes to shit. Otherwise, is just not worth it. I mean, I think you were telling me, Dylan, one mm-hmm. of the new operators, they just fucking borked the living shit of them and said and then they they did like they did with league they're like yeah we'll fix it later down the road we're just gonna leave them broken until they literally we, said we don't it. have the resources to fix this well yeah Apex like, is another fuck, good man that's so that. garbage uh-huh. they released a they released an operator hero whatever they fucking call him in apex uh a legend I legend sorry oh yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah <laughs> it's apex legends right 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 they they uh yeah the uh guy that looked kind of like um uh lil nas X. yes mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah they released him and basically he was just a better version of whatever recon legend they already had oh yeah crypto. he was like a superior one that could attack people through walls as well or some bullshit and because that yeah. game wasn't already really annoying to play mm-hmm. but my point being is like he like yeah he was basically just a better version so you they eliminated one of their other characters by introducing this character yeah just entirely because why would i play a worse version of a character Right. It, honestly, I have a preference, like, especially in battle royales, for ones more like uh, PUBG and uh, Warzone, where we're just dudes. We might look a little different because we chose different like outfits or whatnot, but we're just dudes. I don't need superpowers to make my battle royale good. Right. Honestly, I, I think Apex kind of scorned me a bit harder than games like PUBG. I already don't really like the the RNG side of Battle Royals. That's why I don't usually play them. Yeah. But Apex added in the other element of, like, characters with skills and powers. And, like, oh, okay, this one can heal and this one can, you know, do recon really well and whatever. Like, But, like, I just... I, I was already having a hard enough time learning the guns because everything's random and it's one life. That's already difficult enough. That's not a big deal, though. That's a learning curve. All shooters have it. Not a big deal. Uh-huh. But then you add on all these extra layers and all those other bullshit. It's like, when am I going to find the time to learn all this shit? 
it's like trying it's, it's like trying to play yeah really it's, it's like trying to play league of legends in the modern day and you've never even heard of it before i yeah. cannot imagine someone trying to learn that game there's so much fucking shit to learn and if i didn't learn it periodically over the 14 years that i'm playing the game i would have fucking torn my hair out i i, I mm-hmm. uh, we i went to dinner with uh or well, lunch with my sister and her boyfriend earlier and um him and his uh brother were talking about competitive games we share a lot in common uh they like playing siege and Tarkov mm-hmm. and other other games, and we were just talking, 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 and I mentioned League because we were talking about competitive games, and uh, her boyfriend was like, "Oh, you know, I've been meaning to get into that. I really want to see what it's about." <laughs> and I'm like, I stopped him. I'm like, "Listen, if you're really good at picking up games and learning, and you have no problem with that, you might you might do okay. You might figure it out." <laughs> but think if it is 14 years worth of learning that you need to go through in a game that only gets more complex as time goes on. I mean, it's possible. If you, you can't can handle it. that, uh, don't bother. You know, yeah. if I wanted to play a battle royale game with powers and all kinds of weird, like, like fantastical shit, I would play FF7 First Soldier on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> and don't get me wrong. I'm not even trying to talk shit about these games too much. I, it's, I it is definitely a personal bias. A personal yeah. opinion, I guess. Um, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I enjoy battle royales from time to time mm-hmm. there was a reason i like modern warfare because you know the mm-hmm. you know you got your loadout if you got the loadout crates and i thought that was good i yeah. thought that was i actually like that idea i'm, I'm sad i didn't at least try it i know i i downloaded it and i was gonna try it with you guys that one night mm-hmm. and then i just didn't for some reason but... and then it, you uh, had to uninstall it later because it was like half your hard drive right yeah and also uh, actually you know what i don't think i never did oh my god oh uh, well well i guess maybe oh. we'll play warzone at some point yeah. Fuck it. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> I haven't looked if it's Linux compatible yet because I didn't plan to. Oh, right, right, anymore. right. I forgot. It probably isn't. It, fucking it probably EA is. Or Activision. Actually, sorry, Activision. Activi- yeah. yeah, it's an Activision game. And they, they like money, so. It might work, actually. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I guess it's not an Epic Games, so probably. A lot of games, like the, the Valve Index, sorry, the Steam Deck has propelled <laughs> compatibility for Linux games, like, accelerated by a factor of years right like there are there's a lot of shit that works like out of the box like just as good as windows that were was fucking unthinkable like a year ago like planet side 2 for example runs just as good no problems right yeah yeah it's because the anti-cheat was unlocked for the steam deck and what does the steam deck use valve proton what am i using valve proton so uh better shit realistic rogue planet games and their anti-cheat they just think i'm a steam deck and yep. they're like, yeah, it's cool. Play our game. Fine. And it's like, yeah, it works like magic. <laughs> and that's a huge, like, mm-hmm. and really the thing Linux was missing before was like the backing of major companies. Yeah. I heard that the, one of the Steam Deck competitors, one of the, the, you probably, if you, if you ever watch like Linus Tech Ticks or something, you probably saw like a couple of reviews for like these handhelds that look like the Steam Deck, but they're not. They're made by other companies. Um, <laughs> I'm sure they're worse. Uh, the, the company. the Engage? Not the Engage, <laughs> but I forget the name of the company. But whoever makes the best one that isn't the Steam Deck, right? Whichever um, company that is, they're the next one. They announced that the next one that they make, they're just gonna have Steam OS on it. Then what? What's the difference? Why not buy a Steam Deck? Is well, this one? Just no, no, that's the point. Like, uh, well, before they had like Android or some jank other thing, right? Oh God. Yeah, and so trying to do anything streaming with, like, and emulating, and then it's yeah. probably hot garbage. Like Valve did all the hard work by making Steam OS, which is a Linux OS, right? Yeah, uh, that works on a handheld, and then because Gabe knows what he's fucking doing, might I add? Yeah, and it's free but, and open source. So, or, well, I think 
Uh, I mean, the thing about it this way, they may have to pay like to use it on their property like that. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I know I give you a bit of shit about this, Dylan, because <laughs> I, I'll probably never fully ever swap to Linux just due to I the know. fact that it's the user friendliness of it will never drive with me. And the learning curve really puts me off. But I mm-hmm. do agree that Linux is probably like a better option. Yeah, I'll take but my learning curve and you can have coming soon to Windows 11. Uh, ads in your file browser. <laughs> my ad, yes, exactly. Yeah, um, that's so stupid. Coming no, soon. Uh, as soon as I'm forced Windows 11, I'm going to be calling you up, Dylan, and say, "What do I do to go to?" The- <laughs> I'll drive yeah, straight to your house, maybe. and I will, I will do it myself. Like, <laughs> I will yeah, back up your files, and I will, I will install the best. <laughs> but yeah, I, I want, I want to say that the more gaming kind of like encompasses Linux is it, honestly better for everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially for things like SteamOS, obviously. That's oh, like yeah. the, the biggest one on the table right now. But like the other side of it is is that like um that it, it becomes apparent when you look at the way was name Tim Tom fucking Sweeney, the guy from Epic Games. Oh yeah, and he the way he, he um, that was so cringy. I can't believe he said when, that. When when he when he like throws his hate boner out there for it, mm-hmm. it, it really just proves that um, you know well, it what? proves that he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. But he, it also proves He walked that, that back, did you know? Oh, Did he? Really? Yeah, he walked uh, well, that back. Uh, people might call that hypocrisy. I call that having a better opinion. Yeah, like, well, maybe this it's is character Tim growth. Sweeney. Probably a bit of both. Probably a bit of both. Honestly. It's Tim Sweeney. He may have just mm. done it because uh, you know he really happened. Uh, oh, he might have snorted the right cocaine that day. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I, I think Steam Deck changed his opinion because, like, now he's like, "Oh yeah, Linux support working on it." Uh, our our specific version of anti cheat because. He, uh, Epic owns an anti-cheat company. I think it's Easy Anti-Cheat, the one with the teddy yeah, bear whatever. icon. Um, yeah, that is easy, yeah. and it is probably one of the worst. And so even even Easy Anti-Cheat, which is also owned by Twin C- Tim Sweeney. And Although, Epic, to be fair, all, all anti-cheats yeah. in some capacity are pretty bad, just just due to the nature of what they have to do and what they're up against, but besides the point. Right, but it's super neat that even even Tim Sweeney is like, oh, yeah, Linux support, we will we will pull lever and let the let it happen, right? You will have it's a good store. that they good. weren't doing that before, though, because Linux or is they're not... actively going against it is the, mm-hmm. uh, is the worst part about it. But... Yeah. Well, I don't understand the fight against Linux overall, other than because it's not like Microsoft is giving these money, these uh, or these companies kickbacks to say, make sure Linux fails. Right. They don't care. Microsoft yeah, see... is so big. They don't care if Linux takes 5% of the market. They're probably taking Apple's market anyways. They, they, I mean, they've never fought Apple on their market either. I think, I think they care a little way. bit because uh, Linux well, is... Well, com- in a competitor uh, sense, but right. not in a, you know, but they, I think they like the competition. If you think well, about it this course. way, Linux is like a, a global, like almost a monopoly on server operating systems. Like Windows That's Server true, yeah. is a thing and Windows Server has a certification and they, Microsoft tries to push Windows Server on companies like, hey, you need a server. We have a server operating system. The things that you do with servers are super easy. You click buttons in a GUI. Um, and it's like, yeah, but your graphical user interface requires graphics. And I just want a command line. And it's like, oh, you make that too. Uh, but their command line is stupid and really hard and to be use. Fair, <laughs> server command lines are really not that hard to use. Yeah. Well, if you're on Linux, and you can it's make, hard. And you can make, <laughs> and guess what? Guess what? You can make fucking GUIs for mm-hmm. fucking the Linux side of things too, if you really want them. Yeah. Probably so, still runs better. 
So Microsoft <laughs> does have a vested interest in the destruction of Linux. They're currently doing a thing that they've done in the past called Embrace, Extend, Extinguish, or Triple E. Uh, so yeah. they embrace it. They're like, oh, Microsoft Heart Linux. Like that, they, There's an ad that says that. Uh, they made the Windows subsystem for Linux, WSL, uh, which allows you to run a Linux environment on your Windows 10 or 11 computer, uh, which allows you to basically have a terminal window where you use Linux commands instead of DOS commands, and you can run all your little scripts. And the, way, the reason they're doing that is like, why would you install Linux OS when all your server admin tasks can be done on your Windows computer? That's, right? Yeah, and it's, it's an like, answer. I mean... It's janky. I've tried it. It does, does not work as well as they promise. Uh, and I don't want to use Windows for other reasons, right? Uh, but yeah. they, it's still embrace, extend, extinguish. Also, Microsoft donates a lot of money to the Linux Foundation. They have a seat on their board of whatever's. It's not directors. It's for a, a, an, organi- an open organization. Uh, I don't know what that... It's not trustee. It's not board of directors. It's board of something. Microsoft's on it. And that's kind of sketchy. Right? Well, I mean, Microsoft. Yeah. yeah. Well, it also gives Microsoft a heads up whatever Linux is doing if they're making big moves. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, uh, no, that's uh, one of those things also, where I'm not going to blame them for it because mm-hmm. it's, it's the right move in a business sense, probably. Mm-hmm. But also, they have a vested interest in making sure Linux stays alive in some way, though. I mm-hmm. think I think more so than extinguishing Linux. They like maybe they're just going to not do the extinguish. Part. Also, they have a very profitable cloud business called Azure, right? Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I work in cloud. I won't say where, but um, I, I know a lot about this subject because of my my line of work, right? And so mm-hmm. I can tell you, uh, one, I don't work at Azure. Two, <laughs> um, they spend a lot of money. Uh, clouds are expensive to operate, and so you're yeah. damn you, you know for damn well they definitely offer Linux as an operating system when you launch an instance in their cloud. They would be fools to only allow you to use Windows because yeah. why ha- why invest all the money in that infrastructure if you're only going to let them use a desktop operating system? <laughs> yeah, and like that's something too. Whenever you're like, even when I mean it all interfaces well enough, so like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whenever I borrow cloud servers, I never wanted to have another desktop. That that's not what I'm doing there. Never. At best, <laughs> I want a file browser. Yeah. At best, because <laughs> you're probably launching like a Minecraft I mean, server or nice. something, right? Like yeah, yeah exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. But I need to be able to locate the files, manage them, and double click them. That's about mm-hmm. it. And maybe start and stop some stuff, right? Sure, but very minuscule amounts of things. And yeah, well, to be fair, it's not it's not hard to just. Type in like a generic like command string to do that. Sure, either, but mm-hmm. but the file with the file searching bit is what I'm, I'm agreeing with Rick on the. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, either way, like having you might as well have it open because not everybody's going to know how to do command lines, and that's that number mm-hmm. of people that increases like. Yeah, I guess the number true. of people that will learn how to do command lines probably won't increase by much as time goes on. Because mm-hmm. and also Linux is not going to make them learn because like I. I only go into the command line on Linux because I want to. Like, I don't have to. Yeah. Everything that I do can be done in a GUI. It's just slower. <laughs> right. Or and, in ways I haven't memorized. <laughs> right. Um, and that's a... Yeah. And I don't know. I I know it's a, the day is coming where I will be a Linux user, because more or less, but I'll still mm-hmm. have to know how Windows works because mm-hmm. not many companies are going to use Linux. They're going to use... Mac Not unless they're very Windows. tech savvy. Yeah. But. No, I don't plan on 
Yeah, I don't plan on having to deal with any overly tech-savvy people. Yeah, because you're, you're studying in the medical field, and what's probably going to happen is wherever you land, they're pro- you're probably going to have a workstation, a really not very smart computer uh, that they have like if a I'm thousand lucky, of. They'll use, yeah, if I'm lucky, they'll use NT. Uh-huh. Yeah, but you'll probably get like some site license for Windows 11, you know, with all the ads in your file browser. Um, yeah, or and if unless they for, yeah. uh, probably not. I, I think they're probably gonna probably fork over deals for companies. Well, if I had to guess. just Maybe. to be clear, like in the standard in IT, right? You either have like a site license for your operating system, and you have a bunch of workstations, like a college setting, for example, that would be very yeah. common. Or in like a tech company setting, you would give everyone a laptop. And their desk, be it at their home office or at a real office, would have a docking station and real monitors and a keyboard. Right? And one of the things that uh, they like to do as well is give you um, like uh, keys to like for they'll give like employees or students keys to like mm-hmm. Office 365. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, yeah. And it gets insidious that way because why wouldn't I like if I if my work uses Office 365 and I have to do work at home. I'm going to have to suck it up and do it in Office 365. No Google Docs. Mm-hmm. None of the, like, unless I want to do a USB stick, and depending upon where I work, right. I may not be able to bring in a USB stick from home. But you can still yeah. do that on Linux because Office 365 will work in a web browser. And yep. also, uh, you'd be surprised at how many tech companies, especially the ones that make a lot of money, uh, when they go the laptop path, they actually they buy a lot of MacBooks. Like, at my current job, my first computer was a MacBook. I replaced it with a Windows laptop just because I wanted one. Uh, and yeah. I, I hate Macs more, um, but I got to give Apple some credit, right? Um, sure, they have suicide nets on all their buildings, right? They're not a very good company, but um, to give them some credit, they're not spying on you, right? No. They're not. They don't need to. They don't give a right. shit. <laughs> no, because they know you're going to buy their extremely yeah. overpriced shit. They don't, they well, don't need to that, know who you are. Well, they just want your money. Part of the overpricedness of the shit is because they're not subsidizing it with spyware. Also mm-hmm. true. Yeah, um, even the home, even point. the smart home. Like a friend of mine at work, right? He was. I, I was talking to him about Mycroft, which I've brought up on the show before. I have it in the mail. They're going to produce them in September, right? Um, it's like a no internet required Alexa replacement, right? And oh, I was talking to him about yeah. smart homes and uh, home automation because I'm getting into that. But like, I want to do it the open source, no internet required kind of way, because um, I don't want to be spied on. Um, and I'm replacing my Alexa and he was telling me, why don't she you knows. just get an iHome? And I'm like, but I don't use Apple products. He's a bit of an Apple fanboy, this guy, but like he does his research and I absolutely respect it. And he was telling me, look, I sniffed my packets on my network and I looked right. And like I had an Alexa before, or maybe it was a Google assistant. It was one or the other. I don't remember, but he was telling me, you know, he sniffed his network packets. He monitored his traffic. He's super into that stuff. He has servers. He pipes it into up at the database. Like, I've seen it. Oh, well, I haven't seen it, but I believe it, right? And I know he's capable. Um, I mean, it's not that hard to do. Either. Yeah, like, it's just super. And I'm sure it's super. And, and if he knows tech shit, <laughs> might yeah. as well, right? And so he did the work, and he was. He's like, yeah, obviously Alexa or the other one. I don't remember which one he had. Obviously spying, sending way too much data back home. He replaces it with an iHome. Doesn't do that. It's sending a little bit of data back, but it, it's nothing substantial. It's definitely not spying on you. Yeah, it yeah it, it's have, like, like it, built-in ads or something like that too. No, no. no, no. I, I, actually, no. you know, I have very strong feelings about my stepfather, and they're not good feelings. Um, the <laughs> and but he was an Apple fanboy for a long time, but he moved over from Windows, uh-huh. um, and he may still be an Apple fanboy. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Respect there and, though, because like a lot of Apple fanboys have never tried anything else, so 
respect. Yeah, yeah, and he moved over. And actually, one of the things that he was, uh, he, you know, Apple ended up being a little bit wrong because on the uh, Wi-Fi thing, but he went with the Apple uh, Wi-Fi because uh, he assumed that I think it was the in routers at the time were going to be like the new hotness and. Anyways, Wi-Fi technology kind of went sideways instead of forward with doing more power and all that. They did something else. I, I don't know the exact thing. I haven't bought a router in a long-ass time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> I got a Netgear. It's great. But, uh, yeah, no, that's... Uh, the point being, though, is Apple has its advantages. Mm-hmm. It really does. Um, as far, and not even if you're just, like, doing the artsy stuff, because, honestly, there's plenty of open source windows programs that do that too yeah uh, just as well if not better than most apple stuff the apple thing it's kind of like the amd thing it's all interconnected uh-huh. that's what's really impressive about apple more than anything else like if you're full apple everything talks there's no question about it whether it's going to talk or not it's going to work just period yeah and it's not spying on you and there's no ads and it's like god damn that sounds awesome but it's really <laughs> overpriced for what it is oh yeah there's uh... that and it's underpowered Everything, and it's like, planned obsolescence as well. Yeah. Well, that's specifically their mobile line. Mm-hmm. Uh, like anything mobile that's planned obsolescence, like the uh, their desktops are not nearly as obsolescent, uh, mm-hmm. you know, five years later or whatnot, as, say, their phone. My phone is almost five years old now, and it works more or less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it works. My, yeah. my phone's battery is definitely dying on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, no. One yeah, more thing. I'm so um, sad. You can't oh, yeah. you can't buy fucking hand me down phones. Yeah. Just, you know, no. like several generations back. It's like, nah, bro, fork over fucking six hundred, eight hundred dollars. It's like, fuck you, I don't yeah. want to pay that much for a fucking phone. Nah, man, keep it. Buy a new phone, keep your old phone, uh, make your old phone your new webcam and just plug it in. Like, Honestly, God. not a bad idea. Yeah. Fa- like the rear cam facing you, because that's a nice camera. Like probably nicer than your webcam. Actually, that's uh, more than ever, <laughs> a good idea. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, don't get rid of your old phones. I, I mean, there's, there's a reason why uh, most of those VTubing companies will literally rent or sell, uh, or even just give, depending on the company, their their fucking talents, uh, the newest iPhones, mm-hmm. and just they get them to use that for tracking. Yeah, it's just it's Fair that enough. good. So one more thing I want to bring up about Apple, though. Okay. Um, so you know, Apple under the hood, like the the terminal, like the command line, is just Unix, which is the same right. set of standards that Linux is. Right. Hmm. So all of the command line commands are exactly the same. You learn them on Linux. It works on Mac. You learn them on Mac. They work on Linux. It's the same commands. And there's a lot of Linux utilities made for Linux that work on Mac. Right. Uh, like wine <laughs> like, or like um, a couple of like graphical tweaks. Like uh, let's say if you really like uh, tiled windows, there's a thing on Linux that I probably showed you at some point that looks really fucking snazzy. You can make that happen on a Mac. Right. Yep. Uh, Linux desktops is just Mac without the training wheels. Yeah, honestly, I've seen a lot of like I a lot of like ancient company like systems like mm-hmm. old like video services and things like that. They have ancient computer systems that are like it doesn't say Mac when it starts up, but this works exactly like a Mac does. Mm-hmm. That's why Windows 11 is like making moves to uh, be more like Macs. I think uh, because. Uh, Windows may have dominant market share for now, but like, they're the different one, right? Everyone else is uh, it's Unix-like, uh, yeah. and either you have Mac, which is a super curated experience with some power user functionality. It's definitely enough to do paid work, right? Um, in terms of yeah, how, also the like power. all the trackpad like shortcuts with Mac. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like 
like one hand I can do more with a Mac than I can with a Windows machine. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, no, it's real fucking cool. Yeah, like uh, the that's thing where like your windows where your windows <laughs> spread all out and you can pick which one you want a full screen. Like that's just four fingers down, and you yeah, can... or three fingers down pulls you straight back to your desktop, no questions. Mm-hmm. I think that's three if memory serves. You know, the pinch yeah. zoom things like that built into the trackpad is amazing. Yeah, I, it's, it's so insane. good that. If you had a desktop, you can get a trackpad for your desktop that just plugs in separate. Yeah, it, worth it. Absolutely, yeah. I've used those before. It's honestly, it's the difference between having like a third. It would be like having a third hand. Yeah, it's ASL for your operating system. Yeah, it really I is. I haven't looked into it yet, uh, but I wonder if the Steam Deck's success at unlocking Linux gaming potential is having an effect on Macs because most Mac users don't play video games, so I don't think anyone's really cared or tried. But like. Every advantage Linux gets, like, it also applies to Macs. And a lot of the argument against using a Mac is video game support isn't really there. Yeah, there's there's that. But people will take Macs a lot more seriously than the desktop Linux users. Yeah, that's true. And uh, the other bad thing about Macs is their, uh, like, their GPU-style hardware Mm -hmm. is definitely subpar. Yeah. Because it's all in-house shit. In-house shit is always worse than uh, third-party when it comes Mm -hmm. to the high-end like specification did you hear about the new vr headset though (laughs) oh they made one they're gonna make one and it's gonna use their m1 chip so the m1 chip again more in-house bullshit right but the m1 chip is like it's got the power of like a ryzen (laughs) um which is good but um it uses very low physical power voltage like literal power that's also something that Mac has always so been good it at. It looks like goggles. Image. It's low profile. It doesn't need That's to cool. be bulky because it doesn't have a bunch of bullshit in it. <laughs> now, is it If uh, it wireless? works. Hmm? It, oh, I was, well, is it wireless like the uh, Facebook one? I mean, I've seen the pictures and it looks wireless, but I don't actually know the details. That but... would be cool because that's like the that's like the meta one's uh, current claim to fame is that it's wireless. And that mm-hmm. honestly, that is a good thing. To be mm-hmm. fair, though, the wireless ones can only do so much. That's fair. Oh, the meta one, my understanding is it's above and beyond the other ones. It's just that, you know, it's sending data back to, you know. Yeah, but I, I think even then, though, I think there's still some things that you just genuinely can't do unless you're that, plugged That's in. why the Apple one is really tempting, because the M1 chip is pretty beefy, like in terms of muscle. Ooh. So yeah, the, uh, it's promising. A- yeah, Apple, especially when it comes to, like, non-moving parts really high end like those air you know we make fun of the macbook air for only having like one usb port which is also the charger port but yeah that you can that you could like put it in a notebook folder and it fits is amazing mm-hmm. um you know that i mean i don't know you could probably use it to kill a man like yeah. cut his head off i don't know this is the most positive <laughs> throw it at him like the fucking james bond yeah. villain yeah, absolutely. But, <laughs> you know, you but you still like my point being is like Apple really does pioneer the uh-huh. like non-moving computer parts that work. Because uh-huh. yeah, no, like Windows, they didn't move off to SSDs until people forced them to by you know innovating over them. Yeah, or just one of those moments where like people just ignored it and did it anyways. Uh-huh. Made it work. Well, uh, yeah, because it, it, it always worked. It's not like it, it's not like they yeah. needed Windows to like sign off on it. But no, then, but you know, it, was... it came a point where they're like, okay, guys, we're, you're, you were right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Solid State was definitely, I don't know if it was pioneered by Apple, probably not, but it was definitely more, like, popularized by Apple because they were just mm. started putting it in their shit. And... Yeah, it, wasn't, it was about that time, too, when basically 
people started like talking about Macs as being really good for business use versus Windows, even though Windows was still like the, the standard. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, it is because. It, Okay. Which obviously you, doesn't make much sense nowadays, but at the time. Oh no, I would much rather like school wise, I'd much rather have a five year old Mac than a five year old Dell. Yeah. Okay. Well, a five year old Dell. That's, barely that's works. a fair point. Yeah. Uh-huh. But it, Dell is also really cheap. Let's be real. Oh, I mean, I'm sure that they're just selling like loose parts at this point. Uh, also, let's not romanticize computer. the quality of MacBooks. I have a four year old MacBook Pro at, for my work laptop. It's in this little bin over here behind me, and it's <laughs> ass. It's absolute oh, sure. trash. It probably depends, right? No, the point that I make with the the Mac stuff is, like, uh, when it comes to, like, the workstations, when you turn it on, it turns on. It doesn't take, like, 30 minutes to get the first web Mm -hmm. browser open. Right. Even the the old ones. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Linux, yeah. But I I have to put up with so much crap because, like, I don't know. I have to print shit off for school sometimes. That Mm -hmm. means I have to go to school, log into a school computer, and then I have to go to a website to print because my computer, uh, my access apparently doesn't allow me to talk to the printers for some reason directly. So I have to go Damn. to like an in-house, we- like an intranet website. And uh, no, yeah, no, no ass prints for Rick. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. They, though, they hook it to your student ID. They know real quick if you're putting ass <laughs> prints out. And I bet you pay for the prints too, don't you? Oh well, sort of. We get like a twenty dollar credit. Yeah, yeah. We get a twenty dollar credit, but it's like a, a nickel a page, or I think it's like a whole dollar if you do color print per page. Yeah, we like had, we had a similar thing going on in our. It's like a yeah, it, It's Damn. a nickel for like a you know, uh, black and white. It, Although it, it's expensive as hell if you want to do color, but you know, color ink is its own scam. Uh-huh. It really is. The ink in general is a fucking scam. No, I mean, yeah, no. If I have ever forced to have a printer it will be a laser jet printer like laser jet and i will probably have like one of the ones that does both laser and ink and never use the ink unless absolutely required it's so fucking weird to me that it is most of the times better to just buy a fucking new printer than to buy ink for your current one well it's the company uh you if you want a printer, go with a brother printer. Don't go with an Epson. Don't go with uh, any of the other ones uh-huh. that you'll find on campus or whatever else. Brother is about the only one that I know that's both quality and doesn't require you to have an app to run your fucking Oh, printer. thank God. That's fair. Yeah, my, my HP printer is a fucking ass. HP, one. that was, yeah, Epson. And every, every, every time real. you interface with something, it's like, here, here's your print button. Here's the shit I want to print. Oh, what's that? You got to bring it up in a second fucking thing, and I need to get, approve it here too. It's like why? And oh, then I can hit okay HP. on the fucking printer one. too. It's like why? Why no. do I have to go through three separate fucking steps? I clicked the print button. The first thing I fucking did was click the All print right. button, motherfucker. Fuck Dylan, printers, dude. Holy shit. Yeah, Dylan. If if you ever upgrade to a brother, we're gonna take that HP and we're gonna do the office space thing with it. Okay, you got a baseball bat. <laughs> this will be fun. <laughs> Hey, G four is back. You just do the X play thing and drop it off a building. Are they oh. back though? I think they're dead. Yeah. Already. Well, remember they came back and uh, you know they came back. They faltered. Uh, Adam Sessler uh, basically, I think he directly basically said, I think he actually said, all conservatives need to die. Um, what else happened? We had that uh, one ditch that uh, said that we only the only people that uh, wanted to watch the show were the ones that wanted to fuck the hosts. 
And so now that the hosts weren't as fuckable, uh, they weren't. That was uh, the reason for their failure. And then they bring Amaranth on as a host. Yeah, that was Frost. Yeah, Frost. And then they're basically they were doing the man show from Spike. Yeah. And uh, they brought on Amaranth. And, you know, she said some pretty risque things. Also, she was in a bikini, but she said some pretty risque things like blue balls is how I got my millions. But it's like that's at odds with everything they said, like just weeks prior. Right. Oh, you yeah. Know, it's you, you know what the best part about it is? Uh. It had nothing to do with her being in a bikini. You know, she's a good-looking woman. Whatever. No big deal. Everyone knows that. You know, it's... Not that's literally her shit. business model. Is, exactly. I'm hot. But but that wasn't even, like, the good part. Like, sure. That that, that gets old after a while. Because then, you what, what if, if that's what you're after, she's got a fucking page online, a Twitter, right. well, you, an you Instagram. Go you, you can go find this shit. You don't <laughs> you, need to watch this. You just this. go to the front page of Twitch and you can it, see her uh, mm-hmm. bust. Yeah, exactly. You you don't need to watch that that that, that G four video. But what what genuinely made that fun for me to watch? I remember when you guys linked it. You're like, wow, this is a real one eighty. And I I actually watched like majority of it because I was like, but it's actually kind of entertaining because they oh, were yeah. willing to be funny. They were making jokes. They were saying vulgar shit like the blue balls joke. Yeah, and they were just fucking going off, and it was fun. It was interesting, and it was like this. This actually reminds me a lot more of old G four. Not because there's a lady in a bikini, but. Because they're just fucking doing shit. It was. And it's fun. It's entertaining. It's, it's not, not your parents' television. Right. And, try- yeah. Exactly. You know, it, it, I, it really reminded me yeah. of old shit. In that yeah, regard. and you know, I mock Amaranth the same as pretty much anybody else offline. But I have to give credit where credits due because G four did this before. They didn't just bring hot women. They brought hot women who both liked and were knowledgeable about games. If, uh-huh. if they yeah. weren't actually knowledgeable, they went out of their way to appear knowledgeable on camera. Yeah, I mean, think about about it this way. Nerd shit. (laughs) Back in the day, (laughs) back in the day, around the time that G four was really big, how many times would a woman be like, "Oh, I like video games," and then you know, someone be like, "All right, name name every character, name every character in 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 Legend of Zelda." uh, To be fair, people still do that, but uh, you cannot deny that that there's more more... girls playing games nowadays. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't really a hot top. It wasn't really like a hot take at the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, sure, there was. I'm sure to some people it was, but you know. You, no, you could say that, pretty, and then the rest of the boys would laugh at you know laugh in tandem with girls. You, can't really like this thing; right. they're just trying to yeah. look good for the boys. So, but you know, so it's like, can and, you imagine if they brought a hot chick on, and you know she's trying to play the video game, but it's a clearly an unplugged controller. And she plays controller. it like the Cuphead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, it doesn't matter how hot she is; she was going to get canned. Right. So yeah. clearly, there was more to it than that, and nobody was willing yes. to look at the nuance. Well. Well, one of the things in, you know, fuck, you can say whatever you want about Fox News, but they had it figured out years ago. You put a pretty girl on the camera and people will watch, even if you're saying gross shit. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's a like that was an old Fox News thing that could obviously got more away from that now uh, because, you know, people watch for different reasons, I guess. Yeah, uh, that changed uh, over time. And that's where we are. <laughs> yeah. But that, but that was the thing. Like you. Yes, people want to look at attractive people on when they watch television, uh-huh. or yeah. funny people. They there has to be something like God, there has to know, be a was, draw. <laughs> it has to be a draw of some kind. Yeah, you can't just sit someone and have them talk and expect it to just automatically be good. It's I, not uh-huh. not this is not how yeah. it works. I was talking to uh, one of my past professors today. We've struck up a sort of friendship now that we're not professor and student directly because i didn't want to get her in trouble oh my oh no nothing like (laughs) that no 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 No, nothing like that it's just like she's about my age therefore we could be friends and have similar like life experiences Uh and shit 
and she gets to complain about you know her students once in a while because boy howdy are some of them stupid <laughs> uh, or they do stupid things you, you know they're kids but one of the things that we talked about today was like you know because as you get older people ask you life just general life advice and it's like one of the things especially when you're in college and an older student you get asked by some of the younger college kids is something akin to how do gr- do you get girls to like you step one be someone girls want to be around <laughs> that every time <laughs> like be something be somebody p- other people like to be around and that's g-force failing at that miserably with yeah. that nobody wants to be around them mm-hmm. and now they did you know they did that 180 and people are they've left mm-hmm. the news cycle they could be more successful now i yeah. don't know but i have no idea what they've done since that amaranth stunt i don't know if that was a stunt or just a new re- a new normal um yeah but that was know. clearly <laughs> a good decision yeah, yeah you, like I, I mean there comes the point in time where when you 180 on something you either get called a hypocrite or people praise you for it yeah and i'm sure they got both but oh, i saw absolutely. more praise than i saw them being called hypocrites mm-hmm. yeah at um, least personally so it's just one of those moments where, like they they did the right be... thing and it and at least as far as i'm aware it paid off for them so hopefully they learn from that but <laughs> well i don't know I, I just hit g4 tv and news so let's see um g4 tv senior vice president blair herder exits network Ooh. um I'm, G4 TV announced Lost Ark Invitational with 20,000 up for grabs. That <laughs> uh, sounds a bit weird. But uh, uh, yeah. Another yeah, thing so. to consider is that there's a lot of people, and I know like Clownfish did this, for example, right? So shout out to them. But like yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of people that criticize G4 will often bring up things like Social Blade. Because obviously this is a cable channel, but they have a YouTube and a Twitch presence. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know... Cable cannot be bringing in that much money. We live in a cord cutter society, right? Who fucking has yeah. cable yeah. anymore? I don't. Uh, I literally cut my cable. <laughs> I don't even have a TV. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, just analyzing rev- like what their revenue must be from their YouTube channel and their Twitch presence or whatever they got, their live streams on YouTube, oh, that's right? That's what I should look at um, Social Blade. That shit is in the fucking hole. And you see titles like Vice President of Network. Like, How much do you think that person was making? Right, oh, a, too much. A livable wage, probably right? too much, but probably not as much as other companies. I mean, we're not oh, sure. Oh yeah, probably not as much as other companies, but this ain't fifteen dollars an hour, and no. they've got a staff he, he, of like still twenty probably people. Probably living well. Like they got a staff of like twenty people, and their social blade it <sighs> makes um it makes clownfish look like CNN, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, they're up on video views, uh, recently, but yeah, they're not really getting any new subscribers. They haven't mm-hmm. gotten any new subscribers in at, over two weeks. That's they had bad. a huge subscriber dip. This is the X Play specific channel, uh, which used uh, to be the G Four channel. They switched the names, right? Oh, okay. So, yeah, they had a huge dip back in 2020, but uh, and then they've had some ups and downs. But they're sitting about where they were in 2019 right now ouch yeah yeah that's pretty like before they relaunched and they were just a yeah rumor. yeah they had a huge uptick when they relaunched and then all of that tapered off all of it wow like they're pre- at before levels now yeah they're like exactly that's, the that same, must be basically. devastating it's no surprise that you know vp of whatever of the network like left yeah right? 
No, like, more well, exits will come because there's no way Adam Sessler is I mean, making fifteen. Like, there's no way they're paying him fifteen an hour to do this. Right? Probably not. <laughs> right. To be fair, he's probably not getting paid much, anyways. Yeah. Well, he did Adam prior. Sessler is. I don't know why they brought. Like, I know why they brought him back because he's because he's a, a face name. But yeah. man, like he's a he, dick and he doesn't know shit about video games. <laughs> he's a dick. Not anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. and bad taste. Very least. Yeah, and like. I'm not taking a like I don't take political stances, especially not while I'm being recorded. But I will never be like, you know what? All you fucking liberals, you're a bunch of blue haired pussies. No. Why? What good would that do? It Even if like, I thought it, that. It, that's basically it, what he did it, to it, conservatives. Like so it, like it, yeah. it, it basically stuns any conversation. And to be fair, if they didn't want to have that conversation, if that you know, if they if they don't want to have politics be a part of G four, which I I'm, I'm not even going to look it up. I'm just going to guess they probably don't. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> he just shouldn't have fucking said anything. Yeah. Well, right. And, that's, yeah. no, and I said the like, same thing a couple episodes back about TSR games. Like, I think it was more than a couple episodes back. But like, well, right. to win at capitalism, you must not be political, but be political at the same time, right? For example, TSR games, right? What did they do wrong? They fucking spilled all their spaghetti out of their pocket because someone asked them to repeat back trans rights, right? And whoever managed that Twitter account just wouldn't do it. Right. Yeah. And it's like, well, you, that's how you kill a company. It's like, you can't just, I mean, you could ignore those posts because you have no obligation to reply to any individual tweet at you. Right. Yeah. Because you, you can always say, oh, I have so many, I missed it. But you are You're liable whatever. for everything you, you say and reply to randoms. So the, the only yep. winning move, uh, if they just really weren't comfortable saying that, is to just not reply. Uh, instead, right. no, that was the story they, and they just yeah, went they under. went to, like, they may, like it's the same thing as like when people say black lives matter and somebody else goes well all lives matter well no shit but it's not like, what they meant yeah <laughs> no it it's a very like that's a yeah that that was essentially what they did they're like uh, if i'm not mistaken tsr you know they were like hey trans rights matter right and tsr is like all rights matter i think that was about what they said right yeah, yeah and that was enough like they they should have said nothing uh, because right. well, it was, and then they got yeah. in an argument afterwards. Yeah. Like they probably could have still recovered from that alone, <laughs> and then they didn't. Like yeah. it's like God, that's such a dumb. It's, it's move. all perception shit too. Because mm-hmm. you're right. Like if they said nothing, there's no perception, nothing, yeah. no negative, no positive. They would, they would still be. But the moment they successful. speak up, it it, it cre- actually to be fair, it creates both a positive and a negative. Well, right. And well, you it, you can't it, say it, something without pissing off somebody else. Yeah. But right yeah. now, like the specific crowd that is rising in like the tabletop game is like that trans rights crowd is, uh-huh. you know, the very left socially progressive people, because yeah. these are people who traditionally were on the other side of the pendulum swing. And now the pendulum has swung to be in their favor on the social ladder. Uh-huh. And, and so if to... you stand against them, you're going to be, you know, removed from public spaces. So right. it's like if you want to make money as a company and you want to sell to, you know, the the current in group and the out group, you need to fucking shut up. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it, it, the, the only way to be what do they call that? I guess moderate. I was going to say another word. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Even that's forbidden. Like they're going to be. Oh, yeah, off it is. If you but, do that. But, but the yeah. only way to truly be that way is to literally just keep your mouth shut. Well, right. <laughs> Let them know the only color you truly care about is green. Just don't tell them that. Right, because that'll make them mad, too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. But, but it's you're like, capitalist? is like, well, 
Yes. Yes. So, I have a company that, to run. I have people to pay. <laughs> but yeah, now like you know, now TSR has been pushed out of every convention ever. Yeah, and they'll never yeah. recover from that. And, no. and the, probably the worst part about it is too is they're probably not even bad people. they're probably not transphobic. They're probably not racist. Probably not. They're no, probably not any no, of the shit they're bringing literally labeled. Literally anybody else. Everybody. Yeah. Like, but everybody's got. It's just perception. It's perception, yeah, and we can't speculate. Whether that's true or not, or otherwise it'll be perceived as defending them, and the yep. the culture has already decided that they're bad. So I, yeah. I hate that yeah. the fucking <laughs> speculation side of things is like yeah. somehow misconstrued. Always, it's like, come on, man. Yeah, the only winning move is just to keep your mouth shut. And yeah, and yeah, it's fine. I've got all the cards. I'm I'm, I'm damn near untouchable. I'm sure you are, <laughs> Whitey. Uh huh. <laughs> Not from the waist. I down. got my black friend, my trans. No. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, you I'm got a black up. friend, so you can't be racist. Is that it? Exactly. <laughs> that's a joke, everyone. Uh, yes. <laughs> I mean, I do actually, but that's you do actually have a black friend, but it, it, that's the, that's well, not. The I mean, point. in Canada, that's like having all of the black people be your friend. Exactly. Yeah. It's like having a black friend <laughs> I, in Portland. Actually, all, like <laughs> all jokes aside, until like maybe like somewhere in the range of like five, ten years ago, he probably was like one of like 10 black people in the province probably probably like canada is a strange place like in terms of like i guess diversity. ontario different you know west, mm-hmm. uh, the the west coast a little bit different but like in the east it's like pale people from the snowlands so yeah everywhere i mean it's cold up there <laughs> that's funny uh like but you know where i live it's like it's so it's everybody's here oh. Like you, we're all, yeah, we're all Michael Jackson. You live, Dylan. Did you have just ridiculous weather today? Yeah, I could hear it banging on my window. I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, no, a tree fell oh. down on my campus. Wow, like, it even like multiple trees fell down. One tree fell down and crushed a car. I helped remove one because it fell in the road that I needed to travel down. There you so, go. like, yeah, I was like, should I build a school? <laughs> I was gonna say it fucking snowed so hard today that it, it left a layer on the ground, melted, and then. Did it again. Three times. <laughs> yeah, no, we kept getting, like, uh, sleet and hail, too, with ours. And it we don't get a lot of snow that, here. Yeah, no, we don't. Um, usually we get one or two good snows a year, and then nothing. That's like, it. no light snows? No. Mm-hmm. No, no, we don't get light but snows. But we get but, all-day rain, like a drizzle, yeah. like a mist, right? Today was not all-day rain. It was, it was the weirdest thing. Like, it would be raining, but I'd also be getting hit with sunlight. Mm-hmm. It was, like, I sunny was, and raining at the same time. Yeah, no, like I needed to wear my sunglasses to because I was driving towards the sun, but it was also raining on me, so everything was just like this weird dark backlit monstrosity on the road. <laughs> it was awful. I hated it. You're uh, being attacked by void droplets. I guess it was, it was hideous. And but you know, nobody died. Well, I didn't die. Maybe other people died, but they're not me. So do they count? Yeah, uh, Schrodinger, Schrodinger's. Uh, populist. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm my own protagonist, so yeah. nobody else matters. Right? <laughs> so I think it's time to move on to the topic everyone's been waiting for. Oh. Elden Ring. I'm just kidding. It's time for the outro. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about Elden Ring today. We've talked enough. Uh, it's been two hours and 13 minutes, according to my clock. Uh, so thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, this has been the Mel and Mancy podcast. Um, my name is Dylan. You can find me on shitposter.club slash Dylon. I haven't been posting a lot because I've been playing a lot of that one game and I, it, I need to finish it. How dare you? I, I just, my life is on hold right now. Like I need to do that. 
It, I mean, that, that was Elden Ring for me a couple like a week ago. I, so. I get it. And I, I decided to buy this game instead of Elden Ring because I have a weird nostalgia for Final Fantasy and I my passion is reunited for Final Fantasy. No, I think you, I think you picked right. I, I think, think, I I think you might be able to enjoy Elden Ring more than the rest of the series, but I think obviously Stranger Paradise is... At, at some point right you should try it. Like, it's so good. Oh, I, I, I have to. I, I'm, I've already told myself I will. It, it's I'll, so it'll crazy. probably be one of those games I wait for to go on sale, but mm-hmm. I'm definitely doing it. So Victim, Mr. A Victim of Gaming at Twitch.tv, what is next on the agenda for Twitch.tv? Yes. I haven't been streaming lately. I've been I've been so busy. I rearranged my room. Are you getting to Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven? Uh, that is on the table. I have to get to it. It's the next thing. I know. I watched you play uh, Persona Arena, and I I, I think wanted... you hated it. <laughs> okay, so small tangent. We have time. I didn't like it very much, but I I'm not good at I'm not good at fighting games, and I and I have a little bit of competitiveness in me. So when I'm not good at a game. And I feel like I can't learn the game easily. I get kind of, I mean, kind of what we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. I just, it, it, it wears on me, but that's fine. I can get over that. Especially for like just doing the story. That's something mm-hmm. in the world. You're just trying the to get issue the is that my PS5 controller, which is the only controller I have access to right now, doesn't work. I cannot do certain inputs in the game. And apparently it's just a bug with the game on PC. Ooh. And there's a fix for it, but I haven't been able to get through to it with it yet. And so I just said, "Fuck it, we're just going to sideline it until that fixes itself, or I get a hold of another controller." So if it's not Cyberpunk, what what is next? No, oh, no, no, it, it will be Cyberpunk. Oh, excellent. No, yeah, it, it's not going to be Arena. Is what I meant to say earlier. Mm. So, which is unfortunate because I do want to play. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the Twitch rules are for nudity, but I know there is a Twitch mode in Cyberpunk. As as, you should look it up. It's yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna use that mode, but as long as I have the mature filter on, honestly, as long as I don't focus on the dicks, I'm allowed to show them. Yeah, oh, okay. and I think they also like Witcher Three is perfectly the... fine, and the sex scenes or whatever. Yeah, like, oh, I think fine. they also kick out the uh, licensed music as well when you do yes, streaming. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, that which is be unfortunate cool. because like they all the music in the game was made for the game. Yeah, although I do, yeah, I really. I mean, I got hit. It. I got hit for fucking uh, Death Stranding. Oh yeah. yeah, I believe that. Which is annoying, but and all that music was pretty much licensed almost directly for the game, but yeah. it was it was from other artists, right? So they also did their own license, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like even Blue Stolly has a song like made for the game. Like there's Blue a bunch Stolly of Blue ra- wouldn't hit you. But... I know he wouldn't. <laughs> that man wouldn't dare. But there's like a bunch of radio stations when you're in your car, right? And yeah. um, it all they all play music that are based different genres. They were all made for the game. Yeah, no, I, I'm excited. I, uh, there are absolutely <laughs> some uh, like the, it, pretty much anything from Samurai, and mm-hmm. uh, there was uh, one one off. Uh, I don't even know if they named them in the game. I had to find them. So, uh, called uh, Reekton, and that mm-hmm. song absolutely fucking slaps too. Yeah, like they made the OST, which is on Spotify, and then there's a different OST that's just the radio, and they're both yeah. like four discs long. Like, <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Um. So if you ever wonder like why there's two OSTs for Cyberpunk, it's because one of them is just the radio songs, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's absolutely worth it. Um, I'll try to watch. Um, obviously, uh, I have this new role at work, which you know maybe I'll tell you about when we're off camera in a few. But um, it keeps me busy. Uh, but there's been developments where I might not be as busy anymore, and I kind of want to get a netbook or. I might get a new Chromebook. Like, like Rick, I gave you my old one. I kind of want to yeah. get the latest version of that one for myself. That's fair. It's, it's honestly so not nice. a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, no, having it, like, very... I don't need do you it, have it every with day. Um, it's in my car right now because oh, I just don't need it every day. Or do I need to... Uh, 
charge it every yeah. day. So it's the Chromebook that's like a netbook, but like it folds all the way around and has a touchscreen. Yeah. Yeah, no, I use that when, especially when I'm reading things, because uh, you know, I'm a writing minor, uh-huh. and I do a lot of like creative writing and other things where, you know, we're on a web page, and the web pages are, you know, this very elongated bullshit here, especially when you have like the the sidebar on, you know, on the side and stuff. So it's just like, or I can turn it the long ways, and I can read it like it's a fucking uh-huh. paper, like God intended. Yeah, or you can like. Fold it all the way to tablet. You could unfold it a little bit so it's like a tent. <laughs> yeah, it is. Just, oh yeah, it stands up on there, its own. There are just so many useful things about it, and mm-hmm. the touchscreen is nice. I think that the uh, software on the touchscreen is very dated. Yeah, but to be fair, uh, in what was it, 2018, 2017, I bought it brand new for 150. So I mean. Wow. It's not expensive. <laughs> has it has it earned its keep? Uh, yeah, obviously. Like it's getting a second life with you, and I want to get whatever the fucking newest version of that is. I saw Jordan's netbook at Fight Night the other day that he has at work. <laughs> uh, he's currently a gas station attendant, um, which surprisingly is better paying than his chef job that he had before. Uh, which I makes me it. sad inside to hear because like you'd he think the chef job being, is uh... creative and gratifying, and it wasn't. So now he makes more money watching anime all night. Like, I mean, I'm sure that's gratifying in some way. Yeah. So he has no excuse. Oh, no, he can catch uh, up on all his shows. Yeah, he has no excuse not yeah. to watch Gundam now. So exactly. <laughs> fucking right. And I'm going to remind him next week. goddamn Gundam. I, yeah. Did you see that? The, oh. Uh, yeah, no. The, oh, I saw I the, the remastering, the remastering oh, no. wing. No, no, no. So I know that we've, uh, from Witch from Mercury, that's what it is. It, I'm gonna post it in there. It's only a teaser at the moment. Dylan. You guys should watch it and talk about it next time. No, oh, it's if I would love to, but yeah. yeah, in the Animu channel. Oh well, oops, that's just a picture. God damn it! I hate it when I do that. I meant to copy leak your dress, but you know, sometimes when you hit the copy stuff, you're like copy whatever the first copy. There you go. Yeah, which from Mercury. I'll, I'll watch that in a few. So. Uh, yeah. Not only can you catch Victim on Twitch, you can also catch him on Twitter at, you know, mn underscore victim at twitter.com. And then, you know, Rick here, also known as Scuba Dealer, we forced him to make a shitposter account. Don't know if you posted lately. I subscribe here. I have to your... not because I was just so, I've gotten yeah. so busy, man. That's... Also, I get notified every time you make a post because I hit the bell icon on your profile. So, like, yeah, I know you I'll... haven't. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll take a uh, picture of a bunny soon. Yeah. and go. so there you go. You are technically reachable there, uh, but otherwise you're a mod on our Discord where you just drop the trailer to that new Gundam show that I'm going to watch in a few Yeah, years, yeah, so. and absolutely. If anybody wants to, you know, ask me questions, I'm approachable, more or less, yeah. and uh, in either platform, I'll give you yeah. an honest enough answer. And you guys know me, like, uh, I, I wouldn't recommend anyone sign up for Discord if you've avoided it thus far. Don't make an account for us. Uh, when an alternative is viable, I'll be the first to tell you. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're just not there Also, yet. you know, I haven't been looking, though, and I've been meaning to because sports. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. 